from quarantine and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Aaron Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We'll reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season three, episode 19, Stolen Kisses. Oh my God. Oh my God, we're here. Here yeah. we are. Here we are. Okay. Written by Tom Kapanos. Directed by Greg Prange. Yeah, let's get Greg on the pod. I looked I him mean, up. He's directed all the great episodes. Greg, my bro, you are the man. Okay, so this originally aired on April 26th. 2000 the description from wikipedia dawson joey andy pacey and will a childhood friend of the gang who has remained close with pacey head to dawson's aunt's house to spend their school holiday away from capeside the trip is filled with tension as joey and pacey attempt to fight their feelings andy and will appear to have a connection and dawson tries to bond again with joey who is preoccupied by her feelings for Pacey. Encouraged by Dawson's aunt, the friends have a karaoke contest. <laughs> I don't know if it's a contest. <laughs> Pacey kisses Joey again and informs her that she must make the next move. They are interrupted by Dawson's aunt, but later Joey initiates a kiss with Pacey. Back in Capeside, Jen and Henry go through a bumpy time when she is consumed with jealousy over his friendship with a Rachis at Gail's restaurant. And just no mention of Mitch and Gail. No. No, no, no. 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 Who cares what they're up to? <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. I mean, that is kind of what happens, but okay. We yeah. got to work on those Wikipedia entries. Okay. I know. It's like, I know. I edited last week's episode okay. and I was like, should I do them all? And I was like, no, come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At least we got to wait. We got to wait know, until exactly. after. Okay. <laughs> um, my history is mysteries. April 22nd, 2000. In a pre-dawn raid, federal agents seize six-year-old Elian Gonzalez from his relative's home in Miami, Florida, and fly him to his Cuban father in Washington, D.C., ending one of the most publicized custody battles in U.S. history. That's so fucked <sighs> up. They raid and seize that. What if you're like a six-year-old? It's like raided and, you know, whatever. I mean, I would love uh, a, like, I mean, Ellie and Gonzalez, I think, live in obscurity, please, forever. But also there's a part of me that's like, man, if you want to write that story, I'll, I'm, I'll read it. Yeah. Um, so April 25th, 2000, the state of Vermont passes HB 847, legalizing civil unions for same-sex couples. Cool. Yep. Um, April 28th, 2000, Richard Balmhammers begins a two-hour racially motivated shooting spree in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, leaving five dead and one paralyzed. Damn. Yeah. How many fucking hate crime shooting sprees have there been in Pittsburgh? Um, there was that one at that synagogue like just two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this country is a real mess sometimes. Um, okay. The number one movie is U571. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which the broke submarine one? Yeah, 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 which broke Crimson Tide's record of 18.6 <laughs> million for the highest weekend debut for a submarine film. <laughs> I wonder what other Wik- movies are submarine films. <laughs> Wikipedia with the facts. I know. Okay. <laughs> I wonder if they have a whole page on submarine on submarine films. films. I think we should look into this. Um, <laughs> das Boot would be one, one of my dad's favorite movies. I think he just liked saying Das Boot at us. Um, okay, number one song, of course, is Maria Maria by Santana. But number two is Breathe. My face hill. Oh yeah. <laughs> See, that's a pop country I know. That's a pop country sure. you know, yeah. And then the biggest airplay gain. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Oops, I did it again by one oh, of Miss Britney Spears. Yes. <laughs> free Britney. That's free free Britney. Britney. Also, um, when we were in college, I think maybe we have we said this before that our friend yeah. Peter had Darren's dance grooves, and we I definitely still know part of the dance. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. That one particularly. Which too, I like, forgot to mention. Don't know Darren's dance groove was like a mail order video VHS VHS that like showed you the dance moves too. Popular, <laughs> like popular popular music videos music videos i didn't mention last week when we talked about bye 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 because that was another one that yeah, we yeah. did so peter would come into your room mm-hmm. he would usually just we in our college we all like rigged our doors so you could just open them yeah um and so peter would like <laughs> open the door like very dramatically <laughs> i don't know if you remember this i he do would just throw the door open and be like I got vodka, bitches, and we're doing <laughs> Darren's dance grooves. And so he would get us drunk, and we would like learn these dances. And yeah, um, I still and we're kind- better for it. We're better people for it. I mean, Peter, I love you, my friend, <laughs> and thank you so much for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that experience. It is one that I will remember forever. <laughs> um, shitty cheap vodka, though. Um, if we ever go out again, I will. I'm buying the martinis. Okay, so I don't um, really fuck with vodka. <sighs> listen, I, I, um, I hear you and I feel you, but every once in a while, a martini, yeah, a yeah. vodka martini, is um, hits the spot. Yeah, there's some where you're like, okay, okay, but yeah, wouldn't it be my first, second, it's or third not, choice? yeah, not mine either. I'll drink a vodka tonic and I will drink a martini. Um, that's about all I want to do with vodka. I'm a whiskey person. Um, okay. I want to make a small announcement, which is that this is my favorite episode of Dawson's Creek. It's <laughs> I a good was, one. I almost was like, maybe I'm going to try to do this without any notes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, my internet wasn't really working. And okay. I was like, you know, I probably don't even need notes. Do I need notes? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I didn't want to fuck it up because it is my favorite episode. So I did take notes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, also, I will say this is the idea from whence our podcast came. Um, I will talk about it when we get to that scene. Um, but this is this is the idea. This is where the idea sprung from. So this episode. <laughs> I'm excited. I know. <laughs> Aaron doesn't remember. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I was very sick. So I that was the only thing going for me at the time. <laughs> Because I was laid out. Um, okay, so we're going to open Aaron with Dawson and Joey walking down the dock. And yeah. they're like talking. It's spring break. 
Yeah, they're like bantering. And I remember in 2000 being like, okay, I knew it. They're just going to go back to Dawson and Joey. Like, like here we okay, are. Here fucking we are. shit. And they're like even bantering about their childhood, you mm-hmm, know? Because mm-hmm. yeah. like they're going to Aunt Gwen's house for spring break, which Dawson yeah. is like, you know, most kids are. Do you are say age. aunt? Do you say aunt or aunt? I say aunt. Yeah, I say auntie, but aunt is an interesting take i mean i think it's a i think that's regional in this country I, no without a doubt obviously. Yeah, yeah yeah but i i call someone my aunt um so dawson's like you know most kids our age go to some sundrance locale and get drunk and bone and i'm just gonna say it that feels like not high school i know I, that's exactly <laughs> what i was thinking i was like most people your age no way most people your age are literally doing what you did like yeah. we definitely went to my friend's aunt house aunt house she lived like one block from the beach and we would like go stay there for the week interesting because i remember my senior year i went to like i think the only time any of my friends did anything that wasn't just like hang out at spring break what they went i think that's when some of my friends did a tijuana trip oh okay and for those of you who don't know california geography where i grew up is about 10 11 hours from tijuana so like you would have to go for like a little while that but yeah 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 but you know it's like only yeah 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 totally it's like oh i guess it's not 11 hours from here so so it's 10 hours probably nine ten hours yeah yeah to tijuana from where i grew up and so you know you would stay the night you would stay a little while um i was in seattle looking at the university of washington for a possible college that year when they all went so i didn't go but um but anyway, that's the closest I think anyone I knew got to like spring break as we I, think of it. Um, yeah. And Joey's like, do you think we're going to be able to rope Jack and Andy in a, into a late night karaoke session? And just brace yourself, everyone, because here we go. Karaoke oh is God. coming. The Andy singing <laughs> is back. <laughs> Andy's, so and excited. Dawson. And Dawson. Yes. Yes. yes, um, yes. Also, is this the closest we ever get to a musical episode of Dawson's Creek? I think so. Because it doesn't pack quite the same punches once more with feeling from Buffy. (laughs) Well, I mean, the jazz singing one is just like that. Nothing tops that. That's true. You're right. You're very right. True, true. Dawson, not into the karaoke. He's like, yeah, he's he's no fun. Um, Yeah. And uh, they mentioned that Gwen is selling the house and Mm -hmm. like, you know, and so it's like the last hurrah. Yeah, and Joey's like, I love your Aunt Gwen, and and Dawson's like, oh, she loves you too, so we know that, like, they have a relationship. Yeah, yeah. And so then, right then, they see Pacey and a a dude we've never met that strolls up, and Dawson and Joey know this guy. His name is Will Krudsky. Yeah. Okay, so so Will is played by Rodney Scott, who was in the failed Dawson's Creek spinoff, Young Americans. Yeah. Which is what this was supposed to be. Yeah, this was like a backdoor pilot. And they definitely had advertised it as such mm. and to like get you all amped. Mm-hmm. But I've got a lot of feelings about Will Krudsky that we'll get into later. I'm sure. I want to tell our listeners that if you have not listened to Dawson's Speak podcast, uh-huh. where they actually watch young americans and oh. talk about it i uh-huh. i would uh, encourage you to go look up i mean go listen to their whole back catalog but that episode you know they mm-hmm. they actually did watch it and talk about it um and like 
Also starred Ian Summerholder from The Vampire Diaries. Um, and Kate Bosworth. And Kate Bosworth. Oh, my God. From Blue Crush, yeah. which Aaron and I and watched 9,000 times. All the and- time. And there's this other girl in it who went on to be in the L word. I can't think of her name, but... Um, Sarah she- Shahi? Probably. No. no. Um, okay. Well, we'll talk L word some other day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts and feelings. If you need me, I'm at Pesty1079. Um, okay. So... <laughs> So, um, just an FYI, uh, Rodney Scott, who plays Will, seems he was on American Dreams too. Oh, okay, yeah, a lot of people matriculated. Yeah, to American Dreams. Yeah, and um, he seems to have stopped working around 2011. Just an FYI. So wow. anyway, OMG, Will Kredsky, they haven't seen him in so long. Yeah, and like, they're all like, oh, is this Will? Okay. Oh my god! Oh my Casey's god! Like, yeah, he just showed up on my doorstep, and I was, I told him like he could come with us to this, you know, weekend away. And Dawson's like super amped. Like, he, I will give him space for that. He's like, yeah, of course, totally, yeah, great, this would be hella fun, you know? Yeah. And he's like, and you then, know, Joey looks a little shook. Joey's shook. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then we see Andy walk up and she's got like hella luggage. So much Pace, luggage. Yeah. Pacey's like, beware of McPhee's bearing luggage. <laughs> and really Will cute. and Will like, um, you know, goes so and helps her. Help. Yeah. Also, Andy in carpenter jeans. You know, I have to mention it. Um, and so Pacey asks where Jackers is, which just yeah. someone make me a ringtone of Pacey calling him Jackers. Please. <laughs> so oh, please. Cute. I'll put it as my text alert. Um, anyway, so uh, Andy's like, oh, you know, he decided to stay home and spend quality time with dad. So first off, Kerr Smith is not in this episode. Yeah. I I love Jack, so I always want him to be, but I don't think we miss him all that much. Um, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, he would have been cool just as another person at the Aunt Gwen's house, but yeah. Like, but it's like not necessary. Exactly. And then... I'm sort of glad that we like get this like Jack and Mr. McPhee had that kind of exchange that tentative step forward in the last time. And so we kind of get that like maybe they're taking more tentative steps towards having a relationship. Yeah. Like the acknowledgement of that really good storyline. And it's like, oh, we're going to continue this like next week in a few weeks so don't worry you know um so then uh you know while will and andy and dawson are all packing the car joey kind of and pacey kind of sneak off to the side a little bit and joey's (laughs) like i thought you were gonna sit this one out you know and pacey's like well you know when will showed up like i wanted to make sure he had a good time and like you know just kind of like hey like this guy showed up i wanted to make sure he was having fun so I brought yeah. him here. And, and he I ex- was like, okay, yeah. I was just going to say, he excuses himself to help load the car. And Joey looks very unhappy. Like, I was kind of annoyed with Joey that she, like, expects Pacey to, like, be truthful and honest with her when she's not truthful and honest with him. And I think that that's fair. I think that her, I mean, like from where we left it at last episode, yeah, she's like, okay, we're friends. So, like, what's the problem if he comes on this trip? I completely agree. And she's like expecting him to do all the work and him to behave a certain Mm -hmm, way when she mm -hmm. won't actually do any of the work on her end. You know? No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think it's you know. (sighs) Okay, (laughs) I mean Joey and this Joey. I'm gonna have more to say about Joey. 
Same. So then we go to Leary's Fresh Fish where yeah. Jen's working and Henry is there telling her that like Mitch told him that if he's going to hang out all week during spring break while Jen works, like he might as well work too. Yeah. So and, he's like a busser now. Okay. I mean like, okay, that's bananas, but whatever. I, <laughs> but like, I he's it. not like Mitch, whatever he's Mitch is go- willing to go through all that work of a work permit, which is fucking difficult. Henry's 15. This is like the <laughs> most complicated work permit. I don't know. Maybe it's different in other States. But Aaron, in California, I, hard pass. My no mom, way. who spent many years in HR, is very proud of you for saying all this right now. I want you to know. <laughs> I can hear her. Um, so anyway, Jen's like, oh, my God. Jen's you're like smitten. Like, this is her bar. She's like, oh, my God. I can't believe that you would spend your spring break at a fish beach yeah. show to spend time with me. You're and I'm like. What? Like, what? He are, what? Like, come on, Jen. I know. I know. And like, she's like, you're a saint. And he says, there's a fine line between saint and moron. And like, I just couldn't hate Henry anymore. Like, it's really <laughs> hard for me. I'm just like, fuck off, Henry. Please go and, away. And so this girl, like, yeah, he a blonde away. girl who looks like everyone I went to high school with. That girl yeah. looks like every single girl I went to high school with. Yeah, her name's Shelly, Sarah mm. Lancaster, who goes on to be in um, Everwood. And then what about Brian and Chuck? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. I mean, she's still working today. Yeah. So yeah, I know her, that's where I know her from. What from about Everwood? Brian? Yeah. Oh, from no, what about no, Brian? I didn't watch Everwood. Too Christian for me. So. Yeah. <laughs> and Chuck, she was like, I think she was like a main character. Like she's in a lot of episodes. Oh, of Chuck. okay. Like okay. I think she was a series regular. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch that show, but I know Nor it. did I, but. I yeah, and so she, but this Shelly is mm, a wild, wild woman ride. Hudson's Creek. <laughs> wild, oh my God! She, she walks up and is like, "I'd love to give that kid a bath," <laughs> and then get in the bath with him. Uh, what? I, I mean, I was just like, "Girl, you, first of all, you are at work." <laughs> oh my God! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh my Second God. of all, she's telling this to Jen, it's and like, and you know. I, I think our whole audience knows that you and I are on Jen's team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like more Jen than we're on anyone else's team. Wild this episode. But, but I, it was hard to be on her team this episode. I completely agree. Because I was like, right here, Jen, when this girl is telling you that your boyfriend is super dreamy. Oh, and she calls him a branch off the DiCaprio family tree. And I'm like, I'm sorry. That's not, that's not the really? case. Really? I think he totally looks like DiCaprio. <clears throat> I mean... Okay. <laughs> I'm going to disagree with you, but I hear your opinion and I respect it. <laughs> Particularly at this point when DiCaprio, I would argue, was at his hottest. I know, um, but like, he looks like DiCaprio in Growing Pains. Okay. I mean, I'll give you that. He does look yeah. like DiCaprio in Growing Pains. That's not the DiCaprio we were in. No, 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 no. But yeah, that is. (laughs) But I hear it. But I'm hearing you and I'm seeing you. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So Jen like puts the kibosh on this. uh, And (laughs) she like. like, Yeah. Don't you have tables to deal with? She's like, I think they need their check. Like, you know, and this girl Shelly, like, 
you get the vibe Shelly just thinks they're like gossiping in the workplace, like like trying to be friends, you know, and Jen like doesn't take this opportunity to gossip in the workplace and be like, yeah, he is cute. He's mine, you know, or whatever, like a fucking normal person. Right. 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 Like, (laughs) Like, here's the thing. I worked, I've worked in a lot of restaurants and I worked in a lot of food service jobs and um, my thing is like, that's, this is an absolutely a conversation that happens. Don't get me wrong. But totally. if you were Jen, I, mean, I would say like, oh yeah, that's my boyfriend. Isn't he so cute? Yeah. Like, I mean, I was like, maybe, and I doubt this because Mitch was willing to go through the trouble of a 15 year old working, but maybe they have an anti-fraternization policy. So she feels like she can't say anything. <laughs> However, we know that, that to be untrue because Mitch suggested that he works there. So Yeah. Hmm. So then we go to this diner where Joey, yeah. Pacey, Dawson, Andy, and Will are eating breakfast. And, yeah, Andy... and Andy is trying to get to know Will. And this is a, I relate to Andy and that's mm. why I don't understand when like, you know, Joey and uh, Jen like seem uninterested in the people they're dating, you know, and agreed. Like, agreed. And Andy's just like trying to get to know this guy, Will. And Will tells us his favorite movie is planet of the apes uh-huh. but he's more of a book guy <laughs> and he's Andy... like oh she's like starting to get thirsty because mm. she's like pacey you have a friend that's favorite book that that has like that reads and yeah. his favorite movie does not star adam sandler as steven seagal which is a great dig I know. Good job, Andy. So cute. Pacey and Andy are like sitting next to each other, like bantering with each other. Yeah, they're friends. Actually, like you believe them to be friends. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. And like I was saying, I love how much these two know each other. Like I think that one of the shortcomings of this show in general is so often like we only get the connection between some people at some points. Mm -hmm. And like I really like it when we hit these moments where it's like, Pacey and Andy know each other really well. I know. Andy's like the star of this episode. I mean, She's Andy's amazing. And I know. Yeah. So then <laughs> Will says his favorite book is um, Catcher in the Rye, which is like so on the nose for a fucking 17 year old. I'm like, I'm giving it to you because you were a teenager. I know. That is and fine. Then, oh, my God. I laughed so hard when Dawson's like, you're going to love Anne Gwen. She's a Salinger freak. <laughs> And Gwen, le- I have less patience for that, Aunt Gwen. <laughs> Tell you that right now. Oh, wow. I laughed really hard at that. <laughs> I did, as did I. As did I. But Andy asks Will what he wants to be when he grow up, grows up, and he says happy. So I, yeah. that's, I just have to point that out. But yeah. we learned. So Dawson's saying Aunt Gwen is a Salinger freak. And then he's also like, she does yoga and she lives and she's an artist and a painter and lives life on her own terms. And, like, Joey really clearly loves this woman, which, like, yeah. is nice to see. Yeah, 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 totally. And we learned that Aunt Gwen was married to a lawyer and had this, like, cookie-cutter suburban lifestyle. And okay, then... hold up. Okay. I've um, changed my mind. Okay. Helen Lindley was best friends with Gwen. Oh. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah not the same. yeah yeah not gail not gail, not gail. Gwen. gwen yeah gwen uh, and helen lindley were best friends mm, yes mm. they've got the same vibe <laughs> kind of too. like mm. like helen lindley is like the rich like country club version of aunt gwen 
Yes. Yeah. And when they were young kids, they both married rich people right. and that was their vibe. Right. And they like kind of had these unhappy lives with oh, their I'm, husband. I'm here for this. I'm here for this mm-hmm. fan fiction. Mm-hmm. I'm really yeah, yeah, liking yeah. it. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so then after aunt Gwen realized she really wasn't Helen Lindley, um, mm-hmm. she meets a guy named Richard who's a painter with a beard, apparently who's 20 years older than her and leaves her husband and she never looks back. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, so are we going to meet this Richard dude? And mm. Dawson's like, oh, he died about a year ago. And I'm like, wait, you didn't go to the funeral? <laughs> We've never heard of Anne Gwen or Richard. And yet <laughs> I'm with okay. you. I had the same thought. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then to further my point, it's because Aunt Gwen doesn't fuck with Mitch. So it's like, you know. Oh, because Mitch birthed. Um, yeah. What's her face? Yeah, yeah. Eve. Yeah. Eve. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm like it (laughs) (laughs) you heard it here first kid um so so andy and pacey think it's sad that richard died and yeah like i don't know i mean isn't it better to have a short time with someone you love than a lifetime with a roommate (laughs) you're like who is this guy will (laughs) i mean will's a real enigma i gotta say i gotta say i mean i i agree it's not that i don't agree with him i do agree with him but you know he's like a little he he's read Siddhartha a few too many yeah, times. Exactly. I'm just gonna say it. Um, <laughs> we we go then back to the restaurant where Mitch and Gail are like going over something in a booth, and this yeah. woman comes up to them and is Who's like, "Gail's doppelganger." Lush. They got the same hair. Most they of. have the same outfit, the same hair, the same <laughs> face. Like this is Gail's sister. I don't know why they cast her as Aunt Gwen. Uh who knows so this woman is megan and she is played by susan williams who still works today um she does a lot of one these one episode roles in like a fucking ton of different shows um but mitch and gail are like super thrilled to see her and then mitch is like where's tom is he outside and like (laughs) (laughs) and it's like okay they cut and he's dead (laughs) tom's dead and it's like (laughs) wait they're all friends and they don't like and this woman, Megan, just like cruises to Cape Side. Like, so she must sure. live nearby. Right. I mean, one would assume. I don't know. OK. And like they didn't know that Tom is dead. Yeah. OK. There. I got to say, this is my favorite episode. I'm going to reiterate. But also there are major plot holes. In this, yeah, episode. <laughs> this is one of them that this random friend that Mitch and Gail have don't like they don't know that he died. And then like she, they're also like, so like, how are y'all doing? And like, well, so but wait, before friends, that, okay. they're seemingly emotionally kind of unaffected by this news. They're just <laughs> kind of like, they're just kind of like, oh, my God, oh, Megan, that's so terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> like. What the fuck am I watching? <laughs> well, they didn't go to their brother-in-law's funeral, so. I mean, true. True, true. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> their brother-in-law. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so <laughs> Megan's like, Megan's like, well, you know, I don't want to just like, I'm not going to take up all the room or whatever. Like, but how are uh, you guys? And. It's clear she doesn't know that they're divorced, which I'm like, okay, I have questions about this friendship. Me too. Like, what? Because that seems like something that you like, 
Disgu- well, I mean, we've always wondered why Gail doesn't have any friends. She has this friend, Megan, that you would think she would have called or like, I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, oh, okay. Or it Mitch would have called sense. Tom to be like, let me, can I ask you uh, yeah. for some advice that doesn't include me being a, in a swingers party? Exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, and Gail then pretends lies, pretends they're not divorced. Gail's a real trip in this episode. <laughs> She's wild. wild. She is wild. Yeah, she's just like, we're doing great. And yeah. like Dawson is as precocious as ever. And he's amazing. And we see Mitch. Mitch is uncomfortable uh, at yeah, this. Yeah. Because like, he was like, about to say, like, we're divorced. Yeah, totally. And, and then- like and Megan's like, oh, I just wanted to bring you this. And she passes them an envelope that's the toast that Tom made at their wedding. Yeah. So this is why we're like, what kind of friends are they? Because at one point they were like best friends, best friends. Yeah. I mean, I'll say, you know, as someone who has recently lost a parent, um, my dad's best man came to the hospital to yeah. say goodbye to my father, you know, like the, like, it's not like my parents see him all the time, but like he knew, <laughs> you know totally. what I mean? Like, yeah. Like I know that like, yeah, there's definitely one of my mom's bridesmaids that I've only met a few times, but like, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> right, like, they know things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go to Aunt Gwen's house then, and I think it's in, it's in the Berkshires, like, is that what we're supposed to think, that it's in, like, western Massachusetts, in the Berkshires? Yeah, I wasn't sure. It's definitely, like, a mountain. It could be yeah. Vermont. I always thought in my head it was Vermont, oh, to be honest. I okay. don't know why, but, like, I think that's where I made up in I my mean, mind. It's just, but, I feel uh, like the Berkshires is just, like, hippies. Hippies is abound. Do you yeah, know what I mean? I mean, Vermont, LinkedIn too. is all hippies. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we knew someone in college that was from Vermont. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. The most hippie person. <laughs> was, and we went to a hippie college. was wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She was... Uh, yeah anyway so um (laughs) so we get okay we're supposed to get a song that is a cover of wild thing yeah 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 i know and it's not that it's done by so that cover is supposed to be done by the la like fucking seminal la punk band x who had a lead female female lead singer xine cervanka and their bass player, John Doe, played Jeff Parker in Roswell. Yeah, yeah, I know that. And has acted in a bunch of other stuff. And also, if you're into the band X, which I, they're a favorite of mine, um, he compiled stories of the L.A. punk scene in this great book called Under yeah. the Big Black Sun. Um, it's a fucking tragedy that this is not in streaming. And like, holy shit, fucking Dawson's Creek is playing X. And as the the young punk kid in me... He's very excited about that. <laughs> well, I think that that's why the intro of Aunt Gwen, you're like, I love this. Woman. I'm here. I'm here for it. Because we're finally meet my favorite wild woman of Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Just the peak of the wild women she of Dawson's is Creek. So wild. wild. Nothing can top her. And yeah. there's been a lot of wild ones, but she is <laughs> the wildest. Wild. <laughs> She's wilding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> of she- course, played by modern families, Julie, Julie Bowen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Legendary Aunt Gwen. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I remember when Modern Family came on the air, I was like, oh, it's Aunt Gwen. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I know. Me too. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You made me watch that pilot um, of yeah, Modern she, Family. Yeah. I was like, you got it. It's got it. It's, it's, it's really it. funny. 
the pilot uh, the pilot of modern family no matter how you think it turned out the pilot is fucking hilarious um anyway so uh she's just like she's great though like she welcomes everyone she's all she's like all dancing she's like just super well she's got a tiny braid in her hair one just one tiny braid (laughs) she's dancing she's painting we find out that Aunt Gwen has met Pacey before yeah. at, a, at a barbecue where he was chasing Joey around and teasing her mercilessly. Mm-hmm. And when Aunt Gwen went to intervene, he said, hey, lady, step on my buzz. Why don't you? <laughs> um, which sounds really correct. <laughs> yeah, I buy that entirely. Yeah. And I also like I see you show reminding us that Joey and Pacey have an actual history exactly. together. I see yeah, you. Yeah, totally. I see you. So then Aunt Gwen and Andy introduce themselves to each other. And I'm going to take a little moment to tell you <laughs> that Meredith Monroe, who plays Andy, was mm-hmm. born in 1969. Yep. And Julie Bowen, who plays Aunt Gwen, was born in 1970. Yep. So. Uh... <laughs> yep. So she is deaf older than yeah. Aunt Gwen. <laughs> yep. Yep. And they look a lot alike. They, they do. They do. <laughs> Like, I hope that Meredith Monroe got to take Julie Bowen out for drinks and, like, the two of them be like, woo. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like, I hope they got to go to a wine bar and, like, just have a calm, like, not raucous night with these, like, fucking teenagers they were working with. Totally. I'm hoping for that. Um, Anyway, if if either of them ever write a memoir, I want that in it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Just manifesting that that into the universe. So Gwen mistakes Will for Jack. Yeah. And J- Will's like, oh, shit. No. Oh, God. And then um, they're like, oh, no, this is Pacey's like, oh, this is my friend, Will. And then <laughs> and Gwen. Gwen's like, oh, friend of Pacey. Not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite lines. Um <laughs> So then we cut to like later that night and Pacey, oh like Joey God. leaves like the bathroom or something and Pacey like runs into her. They're both in pajamas and they, and she's annoyed at him. Mm. Okay. He's like, are we going to have something that's more like, are we going to be able to talk more than monosyllabic grunting, grunting at each other all week? And he's like, wait, like why does she act like she, she's, she's being weird too. They both are. Yeah. yeah. And Pacey's like, She's you like, know, I thought this we is... agreed it was nothing and that there would be no weirdness. Right. Like you're they're both being weird. You're right. Yeah. And it's like it's kind of annoying that she doesn't really want to have a conversation with him about it, you know? Mm. But Pacey's like, this is not the problem I'm addressing <laughs> at the moment. We have a different problem. <laughs> to real address. problem here than like whatever is going on in your head. Yeah, and- exactly. And they go into the guest room and only the bed is open. (laughs) And like, I'm just going to like pause here Mm. because like Aunt Gwen didn't set up like even a a pad on the ground. Dawson just straight up sleeping on the hardwood floor. On the hardwood floor. Yep. 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 (laughs) So so, I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you. (laughs) So, you know, I'm saying it's a little unrealistic that no one took the bed. Yes, that too. That too. Yeah. <laughs> like in my opinion, the way this works is Andy takes the bed and Joey shares it with her. I completely agree. And the boys sleep on the floor. I mean, yeah. not to be whatever about it, but like that to me, that's like what the sleeping arrangement looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think that that maybe is what they thought would happen, but Andy's too nice to have taken the bed. You know. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, because. 
everyone's on the floor. Andy's passed the fuck out. Yeah, they're already, they, already asleep too. Like Casey goes to Dawson and he's like, Dawson, Dawson, wake up. Um, can you give Joey your sleeping bag? And Pacey's like, or Dawson's like, jump in the sack with you. No way. No but way. Dawson doesn't like give Pacey the sleeping bag, but okay, whatever. Yeah. No. Um, and, and then they try to wake up Andy. She's passed the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And then Will, they don't even wake him up. He just like looks up dead, and is like, he like dead eyes them. <laughs> he like opens his eyes. So fucking scary. He's like, no. and he's like, basically, I'm not getting in bed with you. And Joey, sorry. Like, I just don't know you that well. <laughs> Which, like, I was like, all right, this makes right. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I get. Also, this is a fan fiction trope of, like, oh, no, there's only one bed and we must share it now. Yeah. And I'm, like, just kind of here for this. Like, it's a trope for a good reason. It This, yeah. is, a, this is a trope that works yeah, here yeah, totally. for this. Um, so Joey's, like, pissed. Mm. They go to get in the bed and she's just like, you better keep your butt <laughs> off of me. This is the best exchange in television <laughs> history. <laughs> Joey's like, get your butt away from me. <laughs> and Pacey's like, my butt wants nothing to do with your butt. Which is just like, a gr- I mean, like, just how could we ever top such a moment in, I know. C- in cinema history? They're, they're like, or, you know, pulling the covers. Yeah, they're and fighting like, over and the blanket. They're like yeah. having monosyllabic runs, you know? <laughs> yeah yeah and he's annoyed and like so is she yeah you know everyone everyone is unhappy yeah yeah so we go we go to commercial and we come back and it's the next morning and the two of them are sleeping in this room or they were woken up by the people that were sleeping in the room with them but okay nope and joey's sleeping in a bathrobe um also also. (laughs) and and like they kind of both like slowly kind of like, he wakes up and he like looks over and he's like oh my god this is like my dream come true uh-huh. and he like kind of like leans to like smell her hair or something I, he's just like he's just leaning in to be yeah I don't know. yeah but he's not like leaning in to be creepy he's like, not he's being creepy out or something yeah. he like, <laughs> <laughs> no no one's everyone's covered and we hear from outside Aunt Gwen yell at them for breakfast and they both kind of like very awkwardly and quietly like get up, Wake up yeah, and yeah. get out of the bed. And they walk down the stairs and it's on those like spiral mm-hmm, like metal mm-hmm. staircases that when of I was course. a kid I was like I want one of those. I yeah, want one of those in yeah. my house. Now as an adult I'm like fuck no you'd fall off of that. Are you kidding me? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, now you drink. Socks, now you drink. But, That's well, the problem. Socks on too. You just like slip right off of it. Yeah I know. I know. It's my friends who used to have lofts and stuff or like where they had to climb up a ladder to get into their yeah, like yeah, yeah. room. I had so many friends that were like, yeah, if I've been drinking, I have to sleep on the couch. Yeah, <laughs> I was totally. like, yeah, right. Um, um, anyway, so, so like set up a big brunch table. Mm, it looks amazing. amazing. And Gwen is just wild. She's like serving them brunch. And she's like, I've got a great dinner planned. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> OK, OK. Breakfast right now. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to like take Jocelyn and Joey shopping and then like, but like, you know, you guys should go explore the town and and Gwen recommends a like pool hall and Will's like, oh my God, I love pool and Pacey's super into it. Yeah, and like Andy banters <laughs> with Will and he's like, <laughs> they're trying to recreate the banter that Andy and Pacey had, but like Will is like 
not quite as not quite as sharp as Josh Jackson mm-hmm. on this. I mean, she does say a great line, which is like, "What is it with guys in pool? It's a phallic thing, right?" And I'm like, "God, this show's so great sometimes." I know. Um, and Will tells her, "I'm going to teach you. Like, there's an art to it." And then, of course, we bring up Tom Cruise, Color of Money, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which gets brought up a couple of times in this episode. Great movie, I want to say pre craze pre couch jumping about katie holmes tom cruise yeah (laughs) so uh you know it's it's the good years um and like honestly andy gives this look after he's like did you catch this yes of course i love that (laughs) look she's like she's like you freak like she rolls her eyes y'all if you haven't watched this episode in a while go back and watch that look because that is one for the fucking ages she's like completely agree she's like this motherfucker i don't know anyway it's amazing so we go back to the fish house yeah they're in the kitchen mitch Mitch and gail are tense yeah it's just like (laughs) moving loaves of bread from one container into another (laughs) as one does gail is like in a fly outfit i will say (laughs) she wants to talk to mitch and mitch is like I don't want to talk to you. You're a liar. You're a liar. I don't, yeah. yeah like, I don't need this. And then finally he's like, you know, look, my friend died, Gail. Like, I don't know what there is to talk about. Yeah. And he's just like, I wish things were different. I wish I called him more. I wish like, I knew that that happened. Like, you know, you, mm-hmm. you get like Mitch's real feelings on it. You yeah. Know? And like, you know, and Gail's like, oh, I think you should read this and passes Mitch the speech, you know, the toast. Yeah. And, Mitch is like, I don't fucking want to revisit my failed marriage. Are you kidding me? Like, what? You right. Know? And Gail's like, it's just, it, it was nice to see things through Tom's eyes. Right. And she's like, Mitch is like, no, like, I don't want this. And then, yeah. and then Gail's like, well, you know, like, what's the problem? And Mitch just kind of is like, look, Gail, I don't want to fucking trip down memory lane right now. Like, yeah, we got a service to do. <laughs> like, I just, I don't need this shit yeah so then we go they're in the back of the house we go to the front of the house and jen sees henry and shelly talking and look shelly is flirting with henry yeah and he looks nervous about it and then like jen tells shelly she needs to cover sections five and six today okay okay jen is in pig pigtails okay Thank you. So I think what it means is this is when she's going to be uncharacteristically Jen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like she got the script and she was like, this shit don't make sense. Put me in pigtails. Put me in pigtails. Okay. I like that note. My and note. And then also my- Jen is the manager. Okay. Here is where my note comes in, which is that um, at this point, as this show was airing, I worked at a restaurant as a hostess so like yeah. i had jen's position yeah, yeah yeah i'm gonna tell you right now that like hostesses do not cover they're not the person who sets who who covers what section yeah, that would be the manager <laughs> absolutely also so she's like you know i need you to cover two sections today which like you might do at the beginning or ending of a shift but like yeah, yeah. not when, when no yeah, one's there not, yeah, yeah rush not during rush and if you were short staffed you would split the section between all the servers so that like everyone would take a table or two yeah, yeah so it might like you might have extra tables but you wouldn't have an entire section's worth of other tables yeah anyway sorry that bugs me every time um so i must say something so shelly then rightfully like is like 
you know, like, this is crazy. Like, like why would you do going that? on? What are yeah. you doing? And like, again, Jen, that's why she's uncharacteristically herself. Just mm. be like, he's my boyfriend. Like, what are you doing? You I know. know. I know. I know. And, and Henry's... I mean, it's like on the other hand, like Henry should have said that too, you know, but like, okay, wait, cause he does. Cause I had that same note where I was like, the fact that Henry doesn't fucking tell her, but like later on, he says that he did. He tell doesn't her, say Jen. He said, I have, I have a girlfriend. A girlfriend. Okay. He didn't say, oh, Jen's okay. my girlfriend. Point, point taken. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Like at least <laughs> he's like speaking up about it, but yeah. yeah, totally. yeah and so Henry's, Henry's like, you know, we were to talk to Jen about like, He's like, what? We weren't, we weren't doing anything, whatever. Like, yeah. are you just being jealous, you know? And like, Jen is like triggered, you know, because yeah. she thinks that this is like one of those like gaslighting situations, even yeah. though it's not, you know, where yeah. someone's like, you're just jealous, you know? Yeah. And she's like, I'm not jealous. And it's like, well, but you are, you are, it you is. know? Yeah. yeah. And your behavior is uncharacteristic to yourself, you know? Um mm. And she's like, I'm not jealous. And she like kind of storms off. And you're like, right. Jen, honey, what is happening? <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Jen's a lot in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, like I, I have, I know she's been traumatized. So I like give her a ton of space, but it's, this one tries me a little bit. I completely <laughs> agree. <laughs> so, so we go to this pool hall and like, there's this part of me that's like, this is unrealistic teens hanging out at a pool hall. And then I was like, I definitely hung out at we a pool hall. definitely hung out at pool hall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, for a minute thought that because there's also, they're like old people there, like, you yeah. know, adults there. Yeah. And I was like, what? And I, I was like, oh no, we definitely did that. Cause there's like hella pool halls where it's all ages. Cause they don't have beers. I don't think. Right. Uh, well, there was one. There like, maybe before 10 or like a, there were hours. There was were, like, one near my parents' house that is still there. Oh, yeah. yeah Shout out to Fast, Fast Eddie's. Um, so Fast Eddie's um, served beer, but it served food. Right. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. so it so you could. So anyway, all ages could be there because they served food. Right. And then there was one that closed after my like maybe freshman year in high school on the other side of town. That was just a pool hall and didn't. Um, it didn't allow, it didn't have beer or anything. Mm, um, that's probably, it closed. <laughs> that's probably why it closed. But Fast Eddie's, I hung out at a lot, a lot. Yeah, a lot. no, I remember we would go there a lot because it was yeah. all ages. Yeah, definitely. So, so they're so playing Andy's, pool. They're playing, they're pretty bad. Andy's making fun of them. I like this little trio that's going on. Yeah, same, you know? same. It's kind of a good little trio. And like, then, like two, like, mountain men <laughs> well pacey knocks one of the like the cue ball off the table yeah it goes and flying andy's kind of cocky like oh you guys like think you're so good at pool and blah 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 blah. and then like these two guys come up and are like hey you guys want a game yeah and andy's like no 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 no, no not these guys no they're horrible yeah, no yeah. no no they definitely cannot play with you mountain men you know <laughs> and we see like kind of pacey and will be like mm. yeah <laughs> yeah we'll play we'll play yeah yeah obvious but yeah yeah then we're like at a bookstore with is it a thrift um, store or a bookstore i can't tell what this store is just tchotchke shop yeah it looks like a bookstore to me like a small town bookstore like in a vacation town where Mm -hmm. like they also sell like stickers and you know (laughs) 
other art. retail stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And art. But also, they were supposed to be dinner shopping. I thought, like, I thought that's. Well, I what... know. Well, that's what I first thought, which I was kind of like, why didn't Gwen go grocery shopping before they showed up? You mm. know. But then she, she does say, "I'm going to take them shopping." Mm-hmm. So maybe she just wanted quality time with her nephew. Sure. So Dawson's looking for a new wall art, and Aunt Gwen's like, "Oh, you know, I don't think this is going to fit your film geek aesthetic," and he. He starts like basically telling her that like he took yeah. everything down, and it's then she says, "My f- see- that's my favorite line too." But okay. it's kind of <laughs> sweet to see um, how like their relationship is. You know, yeah, like, yeah. He feels totally comfortable like confiding in her, like catching up with her. Definitely, like, oh, they're so cute. Definitely, and like, and he's like, you know, I don't know, I'm like at this crossroads, and I took everything off my walls, and then she says. <laughs> You want to do the honors? You want me to do it? You could, you could do it. Amistad wasn't that bad, honey. It's so fucking funny. Even in okay. 2000, I remember laughing so laugh. hard. It makes me laugh every time. And just the way she delivers it. Amistad wasn't like, that bad, honey. That bad, honey. Like it's like, and she like does like a little like, like shoulder roll. Yeah. Like shit's so fucking funny. Yeah, and he starts to explain his journey that he's been on this year where he's, like, Mm -hmm. trying to find himself, you know, and, like, he's just looking, you know, to grow as a person. Yeah, and he's, like, you know, Gwen's, like, okay, well, like, film has lost its luster, but, like, I also detect this, like, lack of romance and (laughs) cuddling and hand-holding between the two of you talking to Dawson and Joey. I'm, like, okay. Gwen, what? This is none of your business. Okay, I like I know that people hate Anne Gwen <laughs> and I feel differently and I'll get to that, but I think like this this scene, she's problematic <laughs> where she like does this. Right. But also as someone with a whole cadre of nosy ants, I yeah, also yeah. think that this feels very realistic. No, I agree. This scene is authentic. There's another scene that is. I, and I know I am with you and I know what scene you're talking about. And I'm with you. This totally makes sense. But listen, like, if wait. you, if you sit next to my aunt Trisha and she's had a martini or two, this is the conversation that's coming. Oh my like, God. Almost to the T. Your auntie Val. Yes. <laughs> Your Auntie Val has made me blush on more than one occasion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I mean... We got Gwen is is like doing the ant name right. Yes, it totally makes sense. (laughs) You know, and so and then, but it it's also good too because Dawson and Joey then give this real authentic retelling of their history, and like they kind of seem on the same page about it. Yeah, like it's the Cliff Snows version, but like it's I agree with you, like. They're kind of like, we got together, we broke up, and Joey needed to find herself. Dawson spiraled, and then they got back together again. And Joey does say it was exceptionally bad timing, like sort of papering over. (laughs) Yeah. The real damage that was done. Yeah. Yeah. And And then... Yeah, then after a summer away, like Dawson's like, I couldn't imagine my heart being ripped into a thousand pieces again. Mm-hmm. And he kind of like, again, reminds us why exactly he said no to Joey in, in the absolutely, premiere, you know, absolutely. And, and she's like, and he's like, you know, we just thought it would be best if we were friends. And then Joey adds, and then Dawson asked Pacey to look out for me. And Aunt yeah. Gwen, being the like, smart is, cookie she is. Yeah, what does Pacey have to do with it? And Joey's like, leans into lying oh nothing (laughs) nothing nothing nothing. i'm like read the rune aunt gwen 
Yeah. And like, again, Gwen gets like minorly wild right now, but Mm. she's like, well, why are you together now? You know, but again, my anti-Val would totally do this. Uh, Oh, your anti-Val would 100% do that. And my aunt Trisha would too. Um, Particularly after a martini or two, Um, (laughs) (laughs) which is her fave. Uh, Anyway, so like we... I, my thing is like we've pointed out before that Dawson's Creek has a history of like adults meddling in teen relationships. Yeah. And you know, listen, this is a fucking this is not great what happens right here where she's like, why aren't you together now? But like Aunt Gwen is not the first, nor will she be the last to meddle in these teenage right. relationships. Totally. Yeah, and that part, like it that it felt authentic, that scene, you know, absolutely to, in my experience. Absolutely. Personally. So I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. Um, so we go back to Andy and, and the boys walking from the, the <laughs> pool, pool hall. hall. And Andy's like shook. She's like, you fucking hustled them. Like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> you calmed them, uh-huh. like, you know? And she's like, I don't want to be a con woman. Like, come on, I'm not a grifter, like, you know? <laughs> and like, um, and they're like, kind of like, Andy, whatever. We're just having fun. And like, Will pulls her aside and like, hands her a wad of cash. And she's like, what's this for? Yeah. <laughs> and she, and he, he's like, you, you know, you were an accomplice. Like, you were the, the head of your take, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, but Andy's like, you made me think I was good. And Will's <laughs> like, well, you are good. You are good. <laughs> and then she's like, are you hustling me right now? <laughs> And he's like, maybe, and then gives her a cut of the money. And I'm like, I cannot get a handle on Will. <laughs> he seems he seems all over the place. I get to it, but I think it's just that Will is the worst actor ever. Yeah, because I like don't dislike the character necessarily. Like he's not he doesn't ever do anything that's bad. He's no, just like well written, but this guy is a terrible, terrible, terrible actor. I mean, I you know, I think that might be the right assessment yeah. to go with. Um, and here we are then, guys, um, at this scene where Pacey, <laughs> Will, Andy, and Aunt Gwen are washing, washing a horse. A horse. <laughs> Why? Is this Aunt Gwen's horse? Don't know. Why are we washing this horse? No idea. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> okay. Okay. And they're like throwing water and soap and just having they're the best having time. a great time washing and this the horse. Horse is like not stoked. It's bucking all over the yeah yep yep. I can't believe Dawson's Creek had the money for an animal handler. A horse, yeah, I agree. <laughs> and we pan up to the barn that the horse is being washed in. Yeah, and up at the loft, barn loft, Dawson and Joey are not participating in the horse washing. Yeah, they're they're chatting. They're having a chat. And Dawson asks her, like, do you do you think I'm different? Yeah. Have I changed? And yeah. Have I changed? Like I, I'm wondering if I've actually reinvented myself. And it is like it's it is sweet that like, yeah. he's kind of like one, you know, confiding in his best friend. Like they are building their friendship back. Mm-hmm. And Joey's like, Yeah, you're definitely different. <laughs> You don't have to be the center of attention or have life revolve around your dreams. <laughs> Burn. Like, I love her for being able to say and yeah. I also love him that she could say this to his face. Yeah. And he's like, oh, thank okay. you. Yeah. Oh <laughs> and like his he's like, you know, this trip has really reminded me of like what we're good at. 
that we make sense of each other's lives. And I kind of agree with his statement to a certain extent, which I think that they're good at making sense of each other's lives that all of the parts of each other's lives that don't revolve around the two of them. Yeah. I think when it comes to like where they fit into each other's lives, they're both fucking terrible at dealing with that and at thinking about it and understanding it. But like the rest of it, I do think that's true. Yeah. I mean, like, she can be completely honest with him when like she leans into lying with everyone else. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's totally true. Yeah. And Joey kind of is like, look, Dawson, like, you know, times are changing. Yeah. Things are different now. Mm-hmm. People evolve and they drop away. And Dawson's like, really like, you know, look, growing up doesn't mean we have to grow apart. And, you know <laughs> he's like i want you to have faith that whatever drove us apart will bring us back together mm-hmm. and joey's like actually you haven't changed at all <laughs> you're the eternal optimist and dawson then asks says not asks he says he's starting to forget why they're not together and i'm like fuck this you're not together because you're terrible together i know it's like on the one hand, I think that it's cool that he's having this conversation with her. And I think that like, I agree with he, that, you know, like, because I don't like that, like Joey and Pacey actually haven't had an actual conversation. Yeah. They like stood and lied to each other in the last episode. Yeah. And, and Dawson's like, look, I know that like, you think this and I think this, that we're going to end up back together because right. like the last time they talked, that's kind of where the, they agreed upon, you know? Absolutely. And he's like, and now he's like, I'm, I, I have, mm-hmm. now he's like, I have changed my mind. Like, I do think maybe we should talk about maybe getting back together. Uh huh. And what, and Joey doesn't take this opportunity to tell him about Pacey or right. to just flat out tell him, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Cause but also before Joey really answers at all, Pacey shows up below yeah. them so like, it's like in totally this totally visual. Like, I know. Why aren't we together? And then Pacey's like, hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason. He's like, come give me a hand. Apparently they need a hand washing the horse. <laughs> My God. That fucking horse. Okay. Um, anyway, this is the triangle. Here we are. There it is. If you wanted to see a visual representation. Yeah. And, and it's... Then- we cut and we see Quint's art. Okay. Oh wait, wait, wait! Before that, we okay. scroll down and we see a carving. Oh, it says I Dawson plus Joey. Yeah. yeah, Dawson plus Joey, best friends forever. Yeah, carved in the barn. So I guess this is Aunt Gwen's barn. I mean, if their yeah, names are carved so. in yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Though the house we saw at the beginning doesn't look like it has a barn attached anywhere. But whatever, I'm. Well, the barn wouldn't be attached to a house. Or I mean, yeah, near yeah, yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just like, yeah, wild. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so we go back and we're looking at Aunt Gwen's art. Art. Okay. Who do you think is a better artist, Joey or Gwen? <laughs> That's an unfair question. <laughs> oh, my God. They're both uh, terrible. They're, it's they're terrible. Both- yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, like, they're both terrible. You're right. Like, I think if you want to be an artist, you can be an artist, whatever. If you want to paint, my opinion yeah. on that does not matter. But like, oh, shit. I yeah, no, I agree with you. It's not you <laughs> wouldn't sell these. Yeah. But this, like, it is so authentic to like a small town like art, like mm. gallery art, you know? Totally. <laughs> just like the worst 
part that like then they're like yeah this is seven thousand dollars and you're like okay oh my god i know <laughs> totally and gwen's like you know oh my god like oh because so Cause joey Joey's says like, this, this one is my favorite one and it's of the house that they're yeah. in and Gwen then says that she painted it before she lived here, back when she was married and taking an art class. And her teacher said, quote, close your eyes and paint your future. And sh- this is what she painted. And Joey's like, oh, my God. You manifested before- <laughs> What? You mean you wanted a farmhouse and then you got it? I mean, and she and then oh, Joey's going to love adulthood. <laughs> adulthood is a trip, Joe. So Joey's like, um, you know, do you have any regrets about how you and Richard came together? Yeah, and I, I think it was kind of sweet. You can again see their their relationship. I agree. Like asking for advice. Yeah, because Gwen says, like, I got married too young and I sold out in a big way. Mm-hmm. I stayed in a relationship that was safe and comfortable, and then I met this man who made me feel alive for the first time. And those feelings won't be ignored. I owed it to myself to explore them. And like, here's where Aunt Gwen as a character is like someone that I really like because yeah. like, she, she gives this like she truthful, you know, story about her life about like, yeah, I made this choice that I thought I was supposed to make married this rich guy. And then like, you know, it was really complicated, but I kind of like fell in love with this other person and chose that. And like, I don't regret it, you know. Um, and you she also can see like the the I don't know what Gail's maiden name is, but you can see these like Gwen and Gail mm. women and how like wild women of Dawson's Creek. Yes, and how they kind of like prioritize like their own like feelings in a relationship. Yeah. Well, you know, and I'm, also like I don't know if that's good or bad, but you know, like definitely. Yeah, I don't think there's a quantification that we need to put on it, yeah. but like also she gives in in saying the thing that she says about like what she did she sort of gives joey the framework that she needs i mean she does it unknowingly but still like she does give joey this framework that really joey is needing to like put together her thoughts and feelings on the situation she's in mm-hmm. and then aunt gwen takes her to the literal worst painting <laughs> <laughs> It's, I mean, it is truly I awful. I want this on a t-shirt. Okay. What, our, I think Frankie is our listener that got custom mm-hmm. t-shirt. Tell okay. me where you got that from. Frankie, I, give us the scoop. I need this. We need this on a t-shirt. On a t-shirt. Where I, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I want one, too, if you're going to make one for yourself. <laughs> no, I will. I expect yes. it. <laughs> my birthday oh. is soon. Yes. Um, <laughs> so Gwen's so, like, this one's my favorite one. <laughs> it's so it's like little dawson and little joey's faces and they're like in a heart it's like a heart wreath it's <laughs> it's like awful eye all around i it. mean it's just so- truly heinous <laughs> and pacey comes up behind joey looks at it and she shook at how ugly it is <laughs> she's not <laughs> We wish that she was. I know. But she's like, like, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. And Paisley comes up behind her and, he, and then they do the, hey, hey. Yeah. And, then, and then she just walks away. And I'm I like, know. girl, why are you being an asshole to Paisley? You're like, you know, for the way he's behaving. Like, you're behaving like an asshole. I agree with you, but I also. I mean, I get it. I obviously get it. Like, I would do that, too, when you're like 16. of like, I don't know. I like you and I can't really. I, like, I don't can't really know there. what to do. <laughs> 
not go there. Yeah. And I also don't want to have a conversation about it because that will mean I, I will go there and right. I don't want to go there. So no, you know, totally. But yeah, and she I just think like walks away from she him. She does just walk away. left staring at the worst painting of all time. <laughs> that also happens to be of little Joey and Dawson. Mm-hmm. Just to rub the salt in. Um, so then we go back to Le- Leary's Fresh Fish where Henry yeah. runs up to Jen. Runs up to her and he's like, oh God, Shelly offered me sex. Which like, wouldn't you love to see that conversation? I mean, why we didn't get that? I Shelly's don't like, know. Hey, do you like baths? Do you like baths? <laughs> amazing wild i know there's a lot like we got a like real plethora of wild women of dawson's creek this episode i know i know (laughs) just on every level so jen's like like so he's oh no wait he says that shelly really likes younger guys which is a really gross yeah 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 yeah, yeah. shelly said she likes younger guys i was like oh dawson's Shelly girl, also Shelly, like get it together. Capinos, how could you? That is not what you're wanting, I guarantee you. Um, and Jen's like, your hands are shaking, and he's like, well, some woman just offered me sex, like that doesn't happen to me. Yeah. And then, and like, I hate Henry, but I actually like, I'm starting to like like him in this these moments because in this episode, he's not awful. Yeah. Yeah, and like, and I think because Jen's so wild, you kind of like understand it more because he's just like, yeah, he because he's freaked out. He's trying to tell his girlfriend this, like, I don't know, this has never happened to me. Right, right. And I mean, that is like something where when it happens to you for the first time, you're like, whoa, what? And Jen's like, well, what did you say? And Henry's like, what do you think? I told her I have a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And like, um, and Jen's like, well, do you think she's pretty? And it's like. Jen, come on. Who cares? Like, of course he thinks she's pretty. She is pretty. Like, you know, but that doesn't really like that doesn't matter. I know. Like, you know, because and then she's like, well, you know, you should just like go have sex with her. I don't care. Like, I'm not jealous. And I'm like, oh, girl, like, again, I know you have had trauma. So like I let things slide. But this one's real hard for me to wrap my head around. Yeah. And it's like it kind of comes out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. She's like and. Even her explanation to it later, like, still feels like it comes out of I agree. Like, I agree. You know. So then we go to Aunt Gwen's. When it's confirmed that Will is the worst actor of, like, potentially all time. Mm. And there are a lot of bad actors yeah. out there. Because he's sitting there, like, staring off into space uh-huh. or whatever. Uh-huh. And, like, you know, Andy comes out. And he, like turns and dead eyes her in the stupidest way like you could like he's just a horrible actor it's horrible it's it's horrible and she's so good and he it's he's he, she's holding up the reins of this scene because yeah. she's like she, they kind of chat and andy's like man you're like such a contradiction you're this like well-read pool shark and a blue collar academic and will's like you read my collar pretty well and like that I think that was like the plot of Young Americans, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, like totally. that he was this working class kid that went to a boarding school or something. Yeah, he gets like because they or prep school. Shit, spoiler: They talk about the school in an upcoming episode. Oh, that's, okay. That's why he leaves town. Okay, Cape Sign. Great. Cut that. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Just to let you know, Will might leave at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so Andy's like, you know, why, like, you know, are you unhappy? Cause you like said the thing about being happy when you grow up 
and yeah, she's, she's like, kind of like to know him. yeah like what makes you unhappy and then he's like gets into it about his dad uh-huh yeah and like i do like the way just to um step back hmm. the way that andy's like they kind of have this conversation about class yeah slightly, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. andy's like oh yeah you're blue collar and like she would notice something like that absolutely you know? and, like for sure yeah and like you know because like Dawson and Andy are in the same socioeconomic situation, but they're not in the same class. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, and like Will is like, tells us that his dad is like a dick and treats everyone like crap. And he like got, had to get out of the house. So he came to visit Pacey and like, that's why he's here. So we learn yeah. like a little something about why Pacey like a- and Will maybe have kept in touch, you know? Exactly. And like some backstory on Will, which obviously is for the spinoff. But, <laughs> it, you know, Andy's like sympathetic and interested. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice, I mean, you know, I agree with you that that guy's not a great actor, but it's like a nice scene. It's fine. So, yeah, we go back to Leary's Fresh Fish and Mitch and Gail are trying some food and having a dumb conversation. And Mitch admits that he can't rely on her or trust her. Yeah. Cause, she, cause like he's just, she's kind of pushing him to talk about their friend's death. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I don't want to talk about it with you. Yeah. Like I don't trust you with, you know, I don't My, trust you. Yeah. And, and I also don't trust you like with these really deep feelings, you know? Right. Cause, cause like Gail's kind of like, look, Mitch, just cause we're not married doesn't mean we can't talk about this stuff. And Mitch is like, I don't know. It might mean that. Yeah, it's like to remember what we are is really painful to me. And like, you know, yeah. and, and then he's like, I mean, if we were such good friends, wouldn't we be married right now? No. And I was like, I don't follow that logic. <laughs> that doesn't seem like logic. Good logic to me. Because because Gail's kind of like, you know, I'm your friend. And then Mitch is like, well, if we were such good friends, would we you yeah. know, be like this? And I don't know. I kind of had this like feeling of like shit or get off the pot, guys. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I mean, I've always felt that way, and I think it's super complicated, you know? Sure. Like, they obviously really love each other, and they sure, made sure, the sure. choice to get divorced, and they're trying to navigate this, like, co-parenting with this friendship or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I will admit it, I feel like it kind of comes out of nowhere, Mitch's feelings. I agree. I agree. It, it feels like they've been coming sort of towards friendship. Mm-hmm. And I get that, like, maybe you're like, I don't want to deal with this thing with you. And like, that's where my boundary lies. Fine. Like, whatever. But yeah, it does feel a little out of sync mm-hmm. with what we've been seeing. Yeah. So, so um, then we go to the best karaoke scene <laughs> of all time. Yeah. We start Stop. with the whole group except uh-huh. for Dawson doing Louie Louie yeah. then we go to Andy who is just quite an awful singer I love it and she sings Ooh Child by the five yeah. stair steps I love it then Pacey <laughs> sings in his wow. Elvis voice yeah. <laughs> Wild Thing by the Trogs Oh my god, amazing. And then Aunt Gwen brings up Dawson and Joey to sing like, their Come on, sing your daydream believer. And like Dawson is more anti-fun than Joey. Which I never is thought amazing. I would see the day and yeah. he's more anti-fun than Joey, but it's Dawson. 
He's like the ultimate party pooper. <laughs> yes, he is. And they, they're pretty good, actually. They're not too bad. Yeah, so they go up and they're, they're, he's like, fine, you know, I'm trying to reinvent myself. So they go up and they start singing and Dawson's not into it, but he starts to get into it. Like they mm-hmm. get more. And Joey's amped. She's got like dance moves Joey's head move. Dude, there's this one head move that Julia and I would do to each other all the time. <laughs> She's she moves her head yeah, back like, and forth, <laughs> and I still and when I do karaoke, I almost always do it. <laughs> Just um, okay, Aaron. So since we're talking karaoke, what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh my gosh, I don't know. It's always changing. I mean, you and I always do "Picture." We do "Picture" by Cheryl Crow and Kid Rock. Yeah, Not yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we do picture and we also usually do my heart will go on together yeah i do that one a lot mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's such a good one, <laughs> a good one. i'm like as, as good a singer as andy so mm-hmm. i'm like yeah. <laughs> it has to be like a funny one yeah yeah, one yeah. That, like everyone knows the lyrics yeah. Yeah. yeah or you know actually i know what i do i always do hold on by wilson phillips oh good one that's a good one yeah when i was backpacking in alaska i did karaoke and then i stayed in this town for like a few days um in denali and then people would be like oh i remember you singing (laughs) all these people because of that they're like you're amazing no one's ever said that about my singing (laughs) but thank you (laughs) yeah um mine are friends when i'm doing it solo i do i do friends in low places by garth brooks yeah or honky tonk woman by the way um so okay guys also hit us up and tell us what your karaoke songs are yeah totally i love that twitter and instagram we're at dawson's critique just tell us what your best like what's your go-to is there ones like you can't miss i have a theory and the reason why both of mine are sort of country is because i think you don't have to have that good of a voice to sing a country song okay yeah totally you know what I mean? Which is not yeah. a dig at country music. I, I am a huge fan of country music and think that country singers are amazing. But like, you can be not that good and it sounds kind of fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's more like talking. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um. Anyway, so as P- Dawson and Joey are singing Daydream Believer and Joey's doing her head move. Yeah. Um. Pacey looks very bummed about this Uh, and he gets up and leaves which Uh like makes Joey like turn it down like seven notches (laughs) she's upset like you can tell she's like yeah also I have to now discuss Joey's outfit since we can see basically the whole thing (laughs) she rocks this the whole episode even though it's supposed to be multiple days no she has a different she has a different tank top at the beginning okay but yeah I agree with you and I have questions about how long they're actually here at this point Mm -hmm. So it is blue, dark blue jeans, not carpenter jeans. And yeah, yeah. that same belt, that black belt that all yeah, yeah, women, yeah. <laughs> all girls had in high school that except for me. Um, and then she's got a red shirt and this like light jean jacket with patches on, him, on yeah. it. Yeah. And like, first of all, jacket a lot, I think. Yeah. It gives this outfit gives me the feels um, <laughs> because it's in this episode. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's iconic. And then yeah. also just a Texas tuxedo, I must point out. Always when Joey's wearing a Texas tuxedo. Um, and also, like, I just... They're dressed like normal high school kids. Like, that is so... I feel like we I don't get that anymore. I completely agree. Yeah. You know, like... With, she's like, ill-fitting jeans and, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Totally. And a Texas tuxedo. <laughs> like, and like, like converse. Yeah. Is of, of denim. Yeah, yeah. They're different. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anyway. So had to point that out. So we go back to the restaurant yeah, where Shelly is talking to Henry and like, it's this hilarious like shot where like Jen is like off in the distance <laughs> looking and they like zoom in on her face like <laughs> through the conversation. And does it seem like, okay. So I had a question like, is Shelly seemingly still flirting with Henry, even though he told her she had, he had a girlfriend. A. Yeah. I don't know. But I was thinking, but like he's a, a, the busser and she's a server. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I was like, it's one thing if you were like, if this girl was like, I, w- I would like to fuck you. And you were like, I can't have a girlfriend. And then you kind of like flirted a little bit like at mm-hmm. the that's one thing, like not a big deal. But like the fact that he didn't tell her that Jen is his girlfriend so that like his girlfriend is actually bearing witness to this. No, I like I'm like, agree. that's where the problem lies. <laughs> super bizarre because you always say like if you were in a situation and your girlfriend wasn't there you'd be like oh I have a girlfriend but if you were like your girlfriend's just like right there you'd be like oh yeah Jen's my girlfriend like you know I didn't know I guess you didn't know that I I agree with you so anyway Jen snaps (laughs) oh my god and again this is what I mean she's got the bink tails she's Mm. uncharacteristically herself like Mm -mm, Jen mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because she just comes up and she lays in to Shelly. Shelly. She's like, oh, why are you talking to my boyfriend? And Shelly is us. Like, why didn't you tell me this is your boyfriend, girl? And um, and at that, Jen, like, freaks out. And she calls Shelly a slut. Yeah, she tells Shelly to get her boobs away from him. And then, yeah, she tells her, like, that she calls Shelly... Where's the line? I can't find it. Anyway, she she calls her a slut. She calls her like a... She's like, get away from him, you fucking skank or whatever. Yeah, she flat out says the word slut. I was like, whoa, Jen, yeah. that's not your vibe, you know? Like, come on. And it just doesn't make sense. And then she like, she like totally causes a scene at the restaurant, even yelling at Henry, like, you know like get your slutty hands off of me like oh, she, she looks at henry she's like there are you happy i'm jealous and you're like, yeah oh, she calls shelly a slutty wench that's it yeah. that's what i was looking for yeah. sorry i found it um yeah and the whole restaurant of course at that point jen is like the whole restaurant is silent <laughs> to yeah. which i'm like oh uh, okay okay like oh my gosh and then yeah jen's it's- like are you je- are you happy i'm jealous and like walks away yeah, and you're like, no, Henry wasn't hoping that you get jealous. Like he didn't trying to avoid this situation with honesty. Right. Shelly is just like an innocent bystander here who thought she was building a friendship with you and you're being wild. <laughs> wild. 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 Oh my God. Um okay, Aaron, take <laughs> a breath right now. Because oh my God. here we go. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> so Joey goes outside to Pacey mm. and she asks him if he's okay yeah he's really sweet actually yeah and he's like it's the history I just I can't compete with history like that right he's like you know you guys have your own karaoke song like I just can't compete with that and Joey jumps in and is like you're not supposed to compete we're supposed to have our own hist and she cuts <laughs> herself off 
And Pacey's like, what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) Well, and just like, that's fucking it, man. Like the reason that season three is so good is because we watch things be built. And I think that's why, I mean, for me looking at Dawson and Joey, I think that's why I connect to Pacey and Joey more because like we've seen them build to this point. Absolutely. And we didn't get to see that with Dawson and Joey. And I, I actually think it's the show is sort of the worst for it. Um, I completely agree. You know, um, so Joey's like, I didn't mean that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Pacey's like, like, what does that mean? And Joey's like, I don't know. And Pacey's like, this situation fucking sucks. It sucks one way and down the other. Yeah. And. and- Oh, well, and then he's like, you know, it's uncomfortable. It's weird. I hate every second of it. And Joey's kind of like, well, then why did you come? Like, why are you here? Uh, And then Pacey says another of my favorite lines. mm -hmm. For a bright girl, you can be really daft sometimes, (laughs) which is like such a I don't know why I find it so charming, um, but I do. Uh and he's like, look, like, I wanted to be near you. Yeah. Like when you like someone, proximity matters regardless of how they feel about you or in your case, don't. Yeah. And so he's like challenging her. Like what you've told me and what you've indicated to me is that you have no feelings for me. Mm-hmm. And like, that sucks. But like, I like you, you know? And like at this challenge, she's like realized that, that like there are consequences to lying. Yeah. And like Pacey's like, or she says, look, oh, he walks past her, right? He's like, yeah, you know, he's like about to, to like, leave, regardless you know? of how you feel about me, like, I like you and I wanted to be near you. And then he like walks past her and She's Joey like, turns. Look, I felt it. And she is not talking about his penis. I know. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe she is, but mm, perhaps. She might be talking about his penis. And he is shook. Pooh, girl, so am I. He's she is like And he turns around and he's like wide-eyed, like what? What? And she's like, this morning felt what? (laughs) My penis. Um (laughs) so she goes, This morning our arms brushed against each other, and like when we were in bed, and like I felt it. And I would like to argue for the record that she's been feeling it for much longer than this, but she's acknowledging it. Yeah, definitely. And Pacey asks her how it made her oh feel. Oh my god. <laughs> You're gonna be okay, Aaron. Oh my Tell god. Tell me if you need a break. Okay. So <laughs> and Joey says, made me made feel me feel alive. <laughs> oh my god. And then he bites his lip and he sighs. I'm oh dead. Hello. Oh Joey might my. feel alive. I am now dead. Oh, my dead, god. dead. Oh, my God. And he like he's puts like his hands together and he's like, okay, okay. I'm going to kiss you. Mm. And she's like, wait, wait, what? 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 She says, and you can't wait. I want to I want to point out. She says, she you say can't. It here or she says it. She says it she here. Says she says you can't. says you can't. OK. And he's like, you can't say something like that and not expect me to kiss you. Mm. And if you don't want me to kiss you, you're going to have to stop me. And right. she says you can't there too. Okay. Cause she's like, you know, he says, I'm going to kiss you in 10 seconds. Yeah. 
And then he, as he's saying, if you don't want me to kiss you, you're going to have to stop me. Yeah. She, he gets closer to her. Yeah. <laughs> and um, when they're close, really close, he says 10 and they kiss. And holy mother oh of God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god. This is a good kiss. Whew. Whew, whew. Um oh and god. I so okay y'all, I went through my DMs on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> because on October 2nd, or nope, September 2nd, 2019, the week before that I had worked myself into urgent care twice and I was home and very ill and was lying on my couch and as many of you probably do when you are home and ill I was re-watching season three of Dawson's Creek <laughs> and when I got here I like put it on my Instagram like stories and Aaron DM'd me <laughs> my dear friend Aaron who I have watched this episode with mm, give or take 12,000 times yeah. Um, we've yeah we've literally talked about this episode for 20 years literally and she messaged me and was like um you know my she responded to one of the videos Mm -hmm. and i quote oh god (laughs) my one true love pacey (laughs) and then said he was such a lesson in consent Oh and, my gosh. And from there, there's a long conversation about Pacey and consent, about Andy and mental health, about Jack coming out as gay, and also whether Ross Geller or Dawson Leary is the worst, <laughs> <It's> the most <laughs> annoying. <laughs> and I think I texted you about the podcast, but that was where this podcast was born out of, was this scene. Awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, like this consent journey that Pacey's on like mm. he didn't like that um the way Joey reacted to his first mm-hmm. kiss like you could tell it really he didn't like that way that made him feel he when she maybe, pushed him and yeah like, yeah like yeah, he, yeah you know kissing her would feel something but then he's like oh wait that's mm. definitely not how I wanted to feel so yeah and he so he's like in his own journey with consent now and he's like okay well I'm gonna kiss you I'm gonna tell you in advance and like you know, you're going to have to stop me if that's not what you want. Right. And so then he kisses her and you're like, you know, as in 2000 and now you're like, oh my God. Right. And I think your point to like that he learns like he, you know, maybe the one in last week and, you know, we've heard from a lot of people about this um, that like, yeah, watching it in 2020 is a little different, uh, particularly mm-hmm. because he does just kind of launch himself at her. Yeah. Um, but the fact that in this one, he really says, like, is this what you want? Like, well, he doesn't say that yet. But that's, I mean, he, but he like get to that. Right. He doesn't say, does is this what you want? He says, I'm going to do this. And like, if if you want to stop me, you have to say it. Yeah, like, basically. We had no lesson in consent training then. So it's sure. Like, OK, well, as the man, I'm going to be <laughs> the one to kiss you. So I'm going to let you know in advance that I'm doing that. Right. The way that we seek um, affirmative consent, you know, yeah, he's actually, you know, seeking passive consent so you know um, yeah yeah but yeah so they're kissing and we're fucking excited and then we (laughs) hear someone clear their throat and like Uh who do you think it was in in 2000 2000 i thought it was dawson i thought it was andy oh shit Yeah. yeah That's good. And Joey's us. And she's like, oh, my God. She oh is my terrified. God. Oh, my God. And Pacey looks at her and he's like, 
I'm going to throw up. <laughs> oh my God. And yeah. they like turn around and they see it's Gwen. It's Aunt Gwen. Yeah. Thank God. And Pacey's like, I'm going to go back to karaoke. <laughs> yeah. See ya. That's really and- what I want to be doing right now is singing karaoke. <laughs> and this is when Gwen gets extra. Okay. Okay. I might, I might, I might disagree with you, but let's go. Let's get into this. Because Joey's like, oh my God, let me explain. And Gwen's like, it's none of my business. And I'm like, but you're making it your business. So, okay, lady. (laughs) Well, Gwen's like, I get why you and Dawson aren't together. Yeah. And then she, yeah. And like, which like, yeah. Joey's like, "It, it was a mistake. It was nothing. And Gwen's like, I mean, for someone like you doesn't, kiss someone by mistake like I don't believe that's true so she does call her out which I like yeah but then Gwen is like what if it had been Dawson how would Dawson feel what do you think about what would Dawson take about this how you can't play with Dawson's feelings okay wait because she says she says first like I'm not judging you but you can't be reckless with someone's feelings which I actually that line I don't think is wrong like I don't think so either, but she's, shouldn't, it, it doesn't matter. She's not being reckless with Dawson's feelings. I mean, at, at the moment, Casey's no. Feelings? I know, I know. I, I'm here. I hear you. I hear you. But I think that like, I don't know, maybe we should talk about this more next episode. <laughs> but because like, they frame it. Gwen frames it with how does Dawson feels? She never says to Joey, how do you feel? No, like, I, is know, this what I know. I know. I know. And like, this has been my problem throughout is that they're always like, well, what would Dawson think? How does Dawson feel? What about this white guy who's not really involved in this situation? How would he feel? And it's like, I think that you can worry about Dawson's feelings, but also worry about your own. Worry about Pacey's feelings. No one's saying, how would Pacey feel if if like his relationship with Dawson blew up? How would Joey feel? Like, you know, no one's asking about the other characters that are actually involved in this romance. You know, it's constantly centered around what about Dawson? Yeah, because I think what would be the reaction to this rich white dude? <laughs> I think I think that like the line um, about you can't be reckless with someone's feelings, I think is a good line. But then like she does lean into guilting Joey like she. Yeah. And that's where I that's where I do like I'm like, OK, Aunt Gwen, like that's a little that's a yeah. little enough because she's like, you know, do you think Dawson would ever be able to erase that? from his mind if she saw you and like i don't i mean i agree with you that it's like we're constantly centering dawson yeah like okay so what are you trying to say that dawson could never see joey kiss another guy or that like what the way dawson would react to this situation is what joey should constantly be thinking every time she makes a risk every time she makes like a a choice to move forward with her life in her head she should be like what would Dawson think of this I think it's more complicated than that because I think because it is Pacey and Joey that does complicate this conversation right like I think yeah if it's AJ and Joey like I mean I definitely agree she's saying to them like you should tell Dawson and I think that that's true you I do talk too to Dawson yeah yeah, about yeah. This. I totally agree and and I think that it is a complicated situation, but like she is exclusively framing it with about Dawson's feelings. Absolutely. Instead of, Joey, how would you feel if Dawson saw that and never forgave you? Totally. 
Which is like or, the same thing, but instead framed in how would Joey feel? Right. Or Joey, how would you feel if you and Pacey got together and Dawson never forgave Pacey and they weren't friends? Would you be comfortable with that? Yep. Yeah. No, I hear you. Um, yeah. So she demands that Joey tells Dawson and she kind of like shames her into it. Yeah, she does. She she lays a fucking guilt trip and a half on her. Yeah. And, like, I agree with you in the sense that, like, these are, like, someone needs to tell Joey this. <laughs> like, yeah, you Joey know. needs to hear his, Joey someone does need to hear some of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, they shouldn't, and I also think that Pacey and Joey shouldn't be kissing each other when Dawson's, like, a doorway there. away. Yeah. You know? like, oh, that's totally. So fucked up, you know? Totally. And, like, yes, I do think, like, that would be fucked up if you saw that. Like, and you just, like, in your 16 oh my god oh my like, god yeah you know, that's like, hard that's hard that hurts yeah but and like joey's being like dishonest and not a good friend to dawson by like not talking to him about it when i feel like she had an in in the barn yeah you know yeah um and so like she's being a fucked up friend you know but like the way that it's centered in around dawson i'm just like gwen <laughs> come on no 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 i hear that i think that's and also just the show in general it's like centered around dawson yeah you know yeah and so we go back into the house then and oh andy god, we get like the best scene oh my god because like, there's only one woman on this show who is being upfront about her feelings this episode and it's and Andy McVie. Andy. Yeah. Because yeah. Andy finds Pacey and she kind of immediately is like, oh, you look down. Yeah. Like, are you OK? And he's just like thinking about <laughs> developing a drug habit, <laughs> which is a lot. <laughs> um, and then Andy's like starts talking to him about Will. Yeah. She's and, like, he's so interesting. Like, he's I'm mm-hmm. like really liking getting to know him. And Pacey's like, do you have feelings for him? Like, do you have a crush and, like, on him? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And Andy like kind of gets uncomfortable and it's like, I'm sorry, but like, I don't you think that we should be like truthful and honest with our friends, you know, with moving on and like how we might feel like, I, you know, well, she says, she says something I really like which she says, I don't know, maybe like, she's like, I don't know, you know, like, yeah, uh, unlike joey or pacey like she's just kind of like i don't know like we had a nice conversation and i maybe felt a little something but i don't know what that is yeah and i just you know like, what i mean we're friends with him i met him through you so yeah like, no like i just like i don't know this is weird i just want to i just want to get it out there and tell you like yeah. i don't know i you know i he's kind of cool and like you know she's just like i just want to be open and honest with you about it like i don't want to carry guilt around which i'm like yeah. i mean preach and, it and pacey does say like when Andy's like, Oh, he's cool. Like Pacey's like, yeah, once you bond over dysfunctional dads, it's like hard to Mm -hmm. like, you know, break that bond. And so I felt like in that moment, you could see how Andy and Pacey were connected because they both have the most dysfunctional dads dads that we've seen today, you know? Mm. Um, And like also the parallels here, like, like we began these kind of parallels, right? So Andy, the fact that Andy feels like she can go straight to Pacey and say, Hey, like, I don't know. I felt a little something. I don't yeah. know what it is. Like, no, I, like not only does she feel like she can, she also feels like she should. Right. And she's just like, she's kind of like, she's not asking him permission, but she's just like, no. I just wanted to give you a heads up. And like, partially I'm like, she knows he's not going to blow up at her, which is like yeah. one no, part of that equation. Yeah, yeah. And like, which says something about Pacey. And then like, she tells him like, I want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, like, 
I, you know, kind of like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I want to be happy too, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not in like, a position. I don't know if it's an option, you right? know? And it's like, yeah, it's super sweet. And you're like, I wouldn't, I literally was like, I wonder if Dawson would have ever acted like that. I, yeah. I mean, I, let's find out. Um, So we go then back to the restaurant where Henry finds Jen in the pantry. Um, And she's sitting and crying and hiding. Yeah. And Jen is me and admits she hates crying. Um, <laughs> I too, Jen, hate crying. And she's like, it's such a girl thing to do, which like, I don't know, Jen, have you met men? It is not. I know. Well, I mean, will men cry on Dawson's Creek? Also, men well, cry. We'll, yeah. we'll see. Is it one of the most <laughs> iconic things that happens in Dawson's Creek? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. And he's like, you are a girl. <laughs> like, yeah. Are you trying to act like you're not? You yeah. Know? And, and, um, and but then this is when I was like, he's sweet. He's like a cute girl. And like they and he's just like, what's going on? And she's yeah. like, you know, like, you know, leave me alone. And he's like, I'm just trying to wonder what's going on in that busy head of yours. Like. Like, I was like, oh, okay, I get him. Like, this is actually sweet. He's like trying to be like, what happened? Like, I came to you. I thought I was being honest with you. I came to you. How come I haven't created a space for you to be honest back with me? You know? Yeah, because Jen's kind of like, you should be mad at me. And he's kind of like, well, I kind of am. But like, that doesn't mean I don't want to know what's going on with you. Yeah. And like, I think that's like, that's kind of what you're getting at is like, he's like, I am mad. But like, for him, mad isn't like screaming at you or telling you you're a slut or like yeah yeah. telling you're a slut or yeah anything it's just being like you know yeah you behave like a kind of a don't accept this behavior it's kind of like when you know pacey like touched matt caulfield joey's like i don't accept that behavior in my behalf but like yeah you you bro you know right right Um, exactly yeah and and she's just like i was jealous and it freaked me out like i never felt this way before and she's like, I spent years making sure no one would get close to me, like making all these booby traps. But then you came along and broke down these walls. I mean, mm, the way they're trying to sell us on this relationship is like, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, that's uh, it lost me there a, a bit because I mean, Henry, it's like there are these parts of Henry where it's like he's like, look, Jen, like jealousy is this natural human emotion. And like, it's OK if you were jealous, like it's not. Yeah, you like, know, like it this is such a sweet moment. And like, you're like, okay, I, I'm starting to maybe understand Henry. Okay. You know, (laughs) and he's, I guess, and he's like, you know, you're not going to lose me. I'm not going anywhere. Like, I don't, you know, and he's trying to reinforce to her like that he's a good person or whatever. And then right when I was like, Oh, I like Henry. He says the stupidest shit. So it's such a like teenage thing to say. It's like, it's bananas. He's like, (laughs) And if, <laughs> sorry, it's so dumb. He goes, he's like, if I die tomorrow, so be it. At least I die knowing my biggest dream comes true. And then he jokes, seeing her like, in lingerie. <laughs> and like, so this is the problem with Henry. Like, it's sweet when he's like wanting to give her space and yeah. like, you know, being like, you, you know, you have your demons and your issues to work on and like I'm like don't like this behavior but like I want to talk to you about it and you like that but then he always leans back into sexualizing her right yeah 
Yeah. Also, was that lingerie? Are we calling well, it lingerie? <laughs> Henry, you also don't understand what lingerie is. Yeah, I, that was I looked silk at that pajamas. Again, I was like, she's wearing like, she's fully covered. Yeah, she's wearing silk pajamas. That's not lingerie. Those things are different. Anyway, um, so then we go to Mitch, and he comes up to Gail, and he's like, you know, I wanna, I wanna show you something, and <laughs> it's <laughs> their wedding video, and he's got the best mullet. A mullet. Oh, oh my wow, God. And they it's... did well. And, they did, and, and that... they shot it like, re- like probably on a VHS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks all grainy. It's actually really awesome what I they know. did. And Mary Margaret Hume's, um, Gail's dress is like so eighties with like so the long the, sleeves. Yeah, and the, like, the big poofy. shoulders. <laughs> She's got like a huge ass veil. It's fucking cool. And her big hair. Yeah, it's really, it's so and, like, good. Mitch does get honest with her, and he's yeah. like, "Look." I had to let you go. Like I wanted you to stay and mm-hmm. you said no and went to Philly and like to remember what we were. It's just, it's really painful to me. Yeah. And Gail tells him that like, you know, yesterday she was looking at Megan and you know, just to point out, we're never going to see Megan yeah. again. <laughs> she was here for five minutes. Never again. And Gail's like, you know, listen, this woman lost the love of her life and suddenly our problems just seemed like, trivial and mitch says trivial and gail's like and even in the past like our problem scene in the past and then we get the beginning of a piano of mary beth maziar's cover of daydream believer iconic makes me tingle even now and mitch takes gail's hand and they dance with each other and they sort of they sort of do this thing like where like, yeah, they fade like back the and video, forth. The wedding video and them, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, Gail is still wearing her wedding ring, I want to point out. I, like, oh, really? it caught my attention. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I have a question. I kind of want to go back now and watch and see if she's been wearing it this whole time. Oh, my God. Because when she put her hand on his shoulder, I yeah. was like, that's her wedding finger. And oh that's a wedding God. ring. <laughs> Gail. I know, Gail, girl. extra. Yeah, I know. So, um... Then we go to Aunt Gwen's. Yeah, and, and Dawson is like looking at old photos of him and Joey, and and Joey walks in and and she she tries to tell him, you know. Oh yeah, she's there to tell him. He's like, okay, I'm gonna talk to Dawson about this. Yeah. And fucking extra as Gwen. Uh, this is what, okay. So I'm gonna say, I earlier I was like, I think everyone hates Aunt Gwen. I like Aunt Gwen. Y'all can hate her for this part, absolutely. <laughs> Okay, Gwen, you tell Joey, you have to go tell Dawson. You shame her and guilt her into doing it like Mm. right away. And then when Joey goes to do it, you just fucking come in and (laughs) interrupt them. Yeah. And she walks in and and and, um, and Gwen's like, oh, shit, I'm interrupting something. And Joey's like, oh, no, no, it's fine. We'll Um, talk later. We'll talk. Dawson, we'll talk later. I'm going to leave. And (laughs) Gwen's like. I brought you something for your wall, Dawson. Oh, my God. It's the ugly ass picture (laughs) painting of him and Joey. And And she tells him she hopes it would help him find his way back. And I'm just like, fuck this noise, Aunt Gwen. Like, Like, back to what? Psycho. Yeah. Like, because now you know that she is like kissing pacey that she has complicated feelings for pacey and is in this really fucked up situation and like for the most part no longer is interested in pursuing a romantic 
relationship with Dawson. Right. And like, I, so, I'm just kind of like, like, Gwen, like, aren't you just setting Dawson up to get kind of crushed by this? Yeah. yeah. And he, and Dawson, like, you know, he doesn't know what's happening. Obviously, yeah, and he confides in Gwen. He's like, I'm just worried about my art. Like that. I don't have any inspiration. Which, oh. you know, Joey, 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 she's my muse. She's my inspiration. It's. Yeah, it's a lot. And and Gwen's like, because he's kind of like, look, you're so lucky that you're a painter and like you can just have all your paintings, like all your like evidence that you're talented all and around you. And I'm like, I mean, are we like, looking at the same paintings? I, I don't know. know. She's like, because she, she even knows that herself. She's yeah. like, my painting is not my talent. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> She's like, if I die, when I die, I want to know I do, did one thing right. I did one thing well, and that's love somebody. <laughs> uh, oh, love Gwen. She Gwen is, is so wild. Oof, I love oof, her. Oof, oof. She's like, if I, do, if I die, I just want to do one thing. <laughs> love someone. And just Gwen like, and Henry are just on the same page right now. Somehow. Gwen and Gail. God, I just want the preschool of them. I mean, I would have I would have settled for Gwen showing up literally at any other point in the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's like, you know, think about what your one thing is, Dawson. Like, yeah, what's your one like, thing? Close and, your eyes. Mm-hmm. Paint your future. And this that's the end of Aunt Gwen. <laughs> that's the last time we see her. Goodbye, Aunt Gwen. Um. And uh, then we get this Mary Beth Maziar's um, Daydream Believer swells once again, and we cut to Joey. So it's like, close your eyes and paint your future, and it goes out to Joey. And and she's walking to Pacey, who's sitting by the fire. An outdoor bonfire. And just like, can we take one second to note the setup that Gwen has at this house? Dude, I would want to spend spring break at Gwen's house. She's got a fucking I mean, horse. She's got like an epic brunch spread. I mean, it's just, it's dreamy. Huge fire pit. Mm. Fuck yeah. Sounds great. Got that fucking fat alimony. Yeah. Life insurance policy. So Joey sits next to Pacey. And he's like, don't worry, I'm not going to kiss you. Uh huh. And she's like, she's. And he's like, what's going on? Yeah. And she's like, I don't know. Mm hmm. And he's like, don't you think I deserve a better answer? It's so good. That I is know. so good. I know. And Joey gets kind of like mad and annoyed at him. She's like, believe you me, like Pacey, like I have tried to get you out of my head. And, and like it's not working. Uh, yeah. To, I'm trying to pretend that this is some like bizarre hom- hormonal glitch, but it's not working. And Pacey's like, do you really want it to work? <laughs> and she... She's like, I tried to tell him. Yeah, she's like, I tried to tell Dawson. And Pacey's like, like, kind of lights up and he's like, oh, you did? And she's like, how'd that go? And she's like, I couldn't find the words, which is odd considering the volume of words spoken in our relationship. And Pacey's like, like, okay, well, what would you have said? Yeah. And she's just like, I don't know. And he's like, I don't fucking believe you. Oh, and Joey stands up like super bothered at this point. And it's just like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. No one ever calls her out for lying. I know. No one does. She's like, I don't have any answers right now. Okay. And he calls her out again. (laughs) 
And he says, like, you don't have any answers because you're too afraid to ask the right questions. And then he says it, Aaron. You want me to? Oh do you God, want to say it, it or you want me to say it? Okay. Oh my God. He says, "I know how I feel. You know how I feel. But during this whole thing, we've managed to miss the point. The point is not how I feel. It's how you feel. So oh my God. <laughs> so how do you feel? Oh my God. This is when I felt alive. We have to give Aaron a minute with this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because the whole show is like, how does Dawson feel? How does Dawson feel? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, how do you feel, Joey? What are your feelings? Yeah. And even 2000 me is like, oh my God, someone finally acknowledges a woman's feelings are important. Right. And I mean, it's like at the end of season one, we kind of had that where like Joey finally kind of, I mean, they kissed and Joey kind of, kind of admitted although i don't know that she ne- ever actually said that she had feelings for dawson mm-hmm. um and he, he never asked her how she felt right they just kissed <laughs> and it's like so yeah i mean this is the first time someone outright point blank says like basically do you like me <laughs> <laughs> well i just think for me like in 2000 and like what we've made consistently throughout this show is that this is a real turning point because it's yeah. like it's not how the guy feels it's how the girl feels yeah like you know what the most important question is how do you feel like it's like henry likes you jen henry likes you right you know and it, it it's like mm, if we're trying to dismantle the patriarchy we really need to believe women and say how do you feel about this right right and like and and not like and also pacey's like the, we're missing the point. The most important question is how do you feel? Right. Well, and he's like, I have made my feelings known. You're yes. the one that we're, we don't know about. Yeah. And Joey then goes on to say that she feels awful. Yeah. And it's funny because you feel like she's like trying to dig at him mm-hmm. and she's like, it felt awful. And he is like, thank God. Yeah. I felt terrible too. Are you kidding me? This is the worst thing I've ever done. Like, you know, the idea of Dawson or Andy finding out is fucking eating me alive. Yeah. I I completely understand how you're feeling and the consequences that are at play, but I can't help how I feel. Yeah. And he's like, you know, it's tearing me up that I have these feelings, but I can't get rid of them. And then he says, I can't keep on kissing you. Oh, my God. His consent journey. It's amazing. And she's like, what do you like? What do you mean? Yeah. He's like, I can't keep kissing you. And he says, I've done it twice now, but I can't be the one who's always initiating this. I can't be the one who's always giving you the answers. I want full consent, not just passive consent. And also, like, I want to know. I mean, yeah, I I want full consent. I don't want passive consent. And I want to know that, like this is what you want i want to know that like and and in such a way that it's like you are initiating like yeah you are you have enough desire for me that you're saying i want to kiss you take all these risks for someone who isn't even willing to take like the smallest amount of risk you know like Mm -hmm. he's admitting i am sacrificing potentially my best friend dawson and this woman I really love, Andy, I don't mm-hmm. want to hurt her, even yeah. though she's hurt me so much. Like she I don't want to hurt her, right. you know, and like I I refuse to keep taking these risks for someone who like 
consistently lies to me and won't acknowledge their feelings, you know, mm-hmm. as much as I have like these intense feelings for you. Yeah. And he's like, I can't be the one always giving you the answer. Yeah. And she's and crying, crying and is looking down. She's like she, and he's like, he's like, like, look at me, Joey. And she says she can't. And he's like, look at me, please. And and, and he she, says, please. Yeah. And, uh, and when they lock eyes, Aaron, I simply <laughs> cannot. Cause he says, if you felt even one shred of what I feel for you, then we wouldn't be standing here having this conversation. And the daydream believer swells yet again for the third and final time. And I have fucking goosebumps. Let me tell you. Goes to walk away. Mm. And she grabs his hand. My heart. You know what hand holding means in Dawson's feet. Yeah, it's everything. And she turns to him and looks terrified but she kisses him she grabs his face and kisses him and it's everything oh my god they do a wide shot and it's just like yeah (laughs) and it's we fade out to the black of them kissing to daydream believer oh my god i mean i honestly don't know (laughs) how this episode is so good i I, like honestly don't every time i i every (laughs) time i watch it i get goosebumps I've probably seen it, no joke, 50 times, if not more. Um, I mean, I've seen it like 20 times this year. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So more. So more than that. I've seen it more than 50 times. I haven't seen it 20 times this year. But I've seen it a lot. And um, it's still, it it holds up. It's still j- just as amazing. Um, And like... I wanted to say, like, just talking about Pacey and Joey and, like, how Pacey pushes Joey to make choices. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't push her to make a particular choice, but he makes her make a choice. Or yeah. not makes her, but he pushes her. And he's like, you know. Yeah. And, and it's just like, how I wanted to just pause on that, like, how groundbreaking that was, like, for us to watch as teenagers. Like, he wants answers. He wants an answer yeah. to his question. But he's just saying, here's how I feel. Mm-hmm. And like, I just want an answer to how you feel. Like, I, I'm not saying that you have to feel one way or another. I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's pretty, uh, pretty incredible. And the fact that he just like lays out what he needs mm-hmm. in order to know like how he can proceed forward with her. Like, it's not threatening. It's not she's not in trouble. But he's like, here's what I need from you. And like, I would like you to, to, you know, answer me. Exactly. (laughs) And like, now that we're friends, you know, you know, you've admitted we're friends. I've admitted we're friends. Like, I deserve some answers. Like, you know, I want Mm -hmm. a little bit more than I don't know. Or like, I just want you to go a little bit deeper than that. Yep. It's interesting uh, that both her or him and Jen were like, you're not asking yourself the right questions. Yeah. And you can see how like Joey just benefits from like widening her friend group, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And also like, not only does she benefit from widening her friend group, but also like it makes her have to grow. I mean, like, like anyone who has more than one friend, you know, you have to grow to like accommodate and be in a relationship with other people. Right. You know? And you have to communicate and mm. 
tell people who you are and you can't lean on the fact that they just have known you so long. So they know who you are, you know, because that's like, it's a paradox to Joey because she does want to change and grow while like simultaneously leaning on this person who like quote knows her and who she are, which who she is, which will hold her back from changing and growing, you know, and moving forward. Yeah. 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 Of course. So I mean, just, you know, like I said, rooting for Pacey and Joey. Um, Uh, oh my God. yeah. Anyone else in this episode? <laughs> oh I don't God. know. I can't remember. We just talked oh about my it. God. Oh no, my- I mean, I'm rooting for Mitch and Gail a little bit. Like, I think fucking finally they had a conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that's really good. Yeah. That they mean, had a conversation. I think that they've had like more of a like breakdown of their relationship and what happened. And, mm-hmm. and also the reason why they, they filed for divorce is that Mitch was like, I, I had to, you moved to Philly and I'm not mad at you for moving to Philly because you needed to pursue that dream. But like, yeah. I wasn't going to like pine just wait around, you, you know, like yeah. I didn't know you would come back, you know? So I just had, I had to let you go and it was really painful. Yeah. I, did, I didn't want to do that, but like you, I wanted you to have what you wanted. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I agree. That's uh, interesting. Jen was too wild to be rooting for her. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm rooting for Andy to like, you know, I think she was so great in this episode. Yes. Um, I really liked her in this. And so I am rooting for her. I mean, not necessarily to be with Will Krudsky, but to like be moving forward from her like Pacey centric stories. Exactly. Yeah. You know. So. So. I mean, Aunt Gwen, I hope you learn how to paint better also. Oh, my God. Just saying it. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god i mean you're not thomas kincaid bad but it's close <laughs> <laughs> she practically is that. i mean like, she kind of is yeah. <laughs> yeah. thomas kincaid i oh know, my god. I know. Uh, okay so for <laughs> listener <note>. corner <laughs> yeah um we had a few people email us about the side of size of cape side okay a few people talked about there's a, there were a few so I didn't actually take quotes from them but that like in vacation towns there's like they have like weekend and summer towns in different parts of the U.S. where like the population will swell and like the businesses are only open then and closed and they will have all these different things to cater towards you know the weekenders and the vacationers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, OK, so it isn't unreasonable that a small town would have all of these activities. And it's just like for us in California, the cost of labor, we're trying to get a $15 minimum wage. So it just like it would be impossible to have all of those things, you know, to have a business like that. And then the cost of, you know, the taxes and the rents on these places, because our vacation towns aren't like that. Not really. I was trying to think because I, of course, grew up in a very touristy town and I grew up near Monterey, which is another touristy town. Yeah. Um, and but yeah, I mean, town population is bigger. Yeah, it is. It is. There are a group of people who come in in the summer or rent things out in the summer um, uh, and stuff. So I see that definitely. And like and Monterey particularly has. <sighs> I would say Monterey might have more of that, although still not that much. Um, but yeah, I, 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 th- that is logical to me. Mm-hmm. I still because think I still LA vacation towns are not like that. Like, like if you think of like Idlewild or Ojai or Joshua tree, like right. 
that swell on the weekends and during like peak season they don't have all that shit (laughs) no 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 that's true but also i mean parts of the desert have some things yeah i think a bowling alley is super common yeah but i think also the difference is like when we're leaving la we're not looking for like we're looking to get out from a city stuff you know we're not like oh we need like a a roller rink and a, a car museum and <laughs> right, 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 right. a jazz club and a strip club and right, like right, all right. these things we're like <laughs> i have all that i have access yeah, to all that like no no joshua tree if i say i'm going to joshua tree for the weekend it usually means we're gonna go eat mushrooms and stare at the stars <laughs> <laughs> i mean mine is sans the mushrooms but i but i'm hearing <laughs> you and yeah um yeah, I mean, I think that's good. I, I mean, my, I guess I would. The only pushback I would give is that there's no fucking way in hell Cape Side High only has 300 people in it. Yes, I mean, just like from the <laughs> screen, that's like unbelievable. I mean, like I, I think the rest of that is very logical, but I think Cape Side High has more than 300 people in it. Yeah. So. So we got this really thoughtful email on um, Lori's personal experience with being called loyal. Oh. Yeah. Cool. And so she said, I have a really difficult time with that word. It's been used to describe me. Um, I'm older than y'all by well enough. I'm a Gen Xer and older mm. one at that. And I spent more than 20 years working in the corporate world trying to smash the glass ceiling. I worked in an office where I was the only woman in a mag- management role of any sort. Mm-hmm. I remember being in rooms where I was not heard and I can tell you how I cannot tell you how many times I would say something and be dismissed. And then one of the white religious male suits would say the same thing and it'd be the best idea they've heard all day. I cannot tell you how many times I would stay after lunch meetings to clean up the mess that they simply couldn't. Anyways, it was during that corporate time that I heard someone call me loyal. It was my boss, actually. And I was taken aback. He meant it as a compliment. And I heard it as meaning I would never be seen as an equal. And it was heartbreaking for me. Here are some definitions for loyal. Being faithful and devoted in one support. Reliable and unfailing. Relating to the historical concept of chivalry. Complying or willingly willing to comply to an order or request. Mm. I didn't have the courage to stand up to being called that. So I just went back to work. But when I heard it again, another one of the uh, white religious male suits called me loyal. And then I heard it again. And it may not have been the word exactly, but I could start to see the light. I knew I had to get out of the patriarchy because being loyal doesn't make me strong. It made me weak. I got no joy from it. Loyalty is a term that only made the person using it feel good. Lori, man, that is... I mean, first of all, I think that's such a, that's such an, a smart and interesting breakdown of what loyal not only looks and sounds like, but feels like and who it really benefits. I think that that's so true, Um, you know, and, and I think part of, and, and possibly, I mean, it's interesting to hear that you're sort of, that you're in Gen X, because I think that as we break out of as we continue to break out of you know the sort of super constricted um part of america american life you know um i think because i look at my parents who are baby boomers and you know my mom worked at the same place for 40 years yeah and 
you know, I think, I mean, that's, you know, she loved it and whatever, but there's a way in which I think our parents' generation did have that kind of thing. And our generation really has, doesn't have that (laughs) almost at all. Again, we're redefining loyalty. Like there was this idea where like you would be loyal to an employer, but your employer would give you something in exchange, like a fucking pension. (laughs) Right. And I think like healthcare and like also be good to you. And now that labor, you know, companies don't do that anymore. They try to be like, why aren't you loyal to me? Like, why aren't you loyal to labor? Right, right. And I think, but what I'm trying to say is that like, I think what it sounds like what Lori is saying is that like you're... like what your experience was is a stepping stone on the way to what our experience is. And hopefully Mm -hmm. our experience will be a stepping stone on the way to whatever Gen Z's experience is. And like that, I think sometimes it can be so, it's so hard to like, look at that and like fucking realize that like, that's how the patriarchy sort of sinks its tentacles into you. Yeah. Cause I found it to be interesting that for me, like that word loyalty really triggered me, but I couldn't really like put my words on it. Yeah. But then like she had a similar like feeling, but had more time to like contemplate it and mm-hmm, think about mm-hmm. it almost, you know? And to me, I'm like, Oh, that, that, I don't know. It's a triggering word of the patriarchy, but I'm not sure why. And you can see how like it is something that is used amongst men and as you're when you're a woman in a room of all men they use these code words that you don't understand you know or they not code words they use these words that you just don't understand and you have to there's a learning curve which makes it hard to crush the glass ceiling you know because you're you're not fluent you're you don't understand what's happening in the same way and that becomes difficult, which again is why representation matters. And again, why like just a general march towards dismantling the patriarchy is important. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like, I mean, when I think of loyal, I think of a dog, you know what I mean? Like that's what I think of as loyal. And so, Mm -hmm. and, and so, I mean, to, to sort of draw whatever parallels, you know, thinking of something that's just un sort of un um oh god i'm losing my words but just something that like doesn't question you know mm-hmm. and is like no i'm just here with you and like i'm not questioning whether this is okay or not okay or this feels right or doesn't feel right yeah like i think that's such a yeah i mean the way you put it Lori, i think is really spot on yeah yeah thank so you thank you for that yeah and then our question. And I hope I hope that you're somewhere more comfortable now and like, you know, um, yeah, I hope you are. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And our question from Kristen is if you had to choose three characters from the show, not any of the main teenage characters, to stay in the Potter B and B for a long weekend, who would you choose? <laughs> I've got mine. Okay, you go first. Mary Beth. Kate and Nikki Green. Okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um (laughs) I'm gonna say some names that if you have not seen other episodes, (laughs) um, if you're if you're watching along with us, you might not know, but um definitely Nikki Green, Mm -hmm. Drew Valentine. Mm -hmm. Um, that one's coming up, guys. (laughs) Just wait. Um and Gretchen, and I won't say her last name for for a very specific reason. 
Um, those I, that, that I would like to see. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good one too. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, we're here. <laughs> we're here. We're here. Yep. I we're know. Y'all it. are excited. Um, next so, week's yeah. a next week's a doozy. Yeah, we're excited too. Yeah. Um, I hope everyone's staying safe, yep. wearing your mask, yep. um, you know, trying to help out Georgia in any way you can. <laughs> um, you know, it's time to be alive. <laughs> yep. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us, Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. Why don't you email us your favorite wild woman of Dawson's Creek? <laughs> mm, please. Uh, we and your karaoke out. songs. And oh, your yeah. karaoke songs. And your favorite karaoke songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. Uh, we want to shout our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at go freaking crazy. Um, you can follow my Finsta at Aaron.hensley. We want to remind you, you can pre-order our book. I remember everything life lessons for Dawson's Creek. We just got our fucking advanced copies and it's so exciting. <laughs> it <laughs> so is. They should be coming your way soon if you've already pre-ordered. Um, but anywhere you get your books, uh, I'll, I'll say let's, um, look at women and children first bookstore in Chicago, Illinois this week. Uh, they're a great feminist bookstore that I highly recommend. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, please like us, subscribe, uh, write a review wherever it is you get your, uh, podcasts. We super appreciate those of you who have already done that. And, um, thank you if you are going to do that. Uh, we, it really helps us out a lot when you do that. Uh, you can find me online at pesty1079 on Twitter or Instagram. We would like to thank as always, Andrew Bush, who we cannot wait to see again because my God, am I done dealing with these microphones? Um, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, Rarebird books can be found online at rarebirdlit.com or uh, on social media at Rarebird Lit. This has been a Rarebird production. <laughs>